How's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. We're back for the first time in like two months for yeah. another episode here of the show. Ian, how's it going? Pretty good. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah. No, can't complain. Summer's already almost over. It's just flown uh. by. So uh, I'm not going to lie, a li- little disappointed, but, you know, it's fine. Sports, high school sports about to start, so I'm going to actually start working again. And, uh, yeah, you know, everything's everything's good. But um, last time we talked was Top Gun. It's been that long. I thought it was longer, but I guess you're right. I guess I think coming out in May. God. Yeah, so uh, the, I think the first week of June is the last time, so it's literally been just about two months since we've recorded, and we're back, and we're back actually with a regular episode, kind of, kind where of. we're talking Batman the Animated Series or the new adventures of Batman, I guess, yes. is the official season. And uh, we got three episodes we watched, and we'll talk about Double Talk, uh, You Scratch My Back, and then uh, Never Fear. Never so those are yeah. the three episodes but that I, i'm just gonna say right now that's gonna be the minority of this show oh absolutely because we have way too many other things to talk about knowing us yep um we'll talk about movies uh movies we've watched but there's two things in particular that i think we might even spend we got to spend a big chunk of the show because we have lost i mean we've lost a lot of people uh just in general in the past several oh, God, years yeah um but we've lost two people in the past few weeks, and we've got to talk about both of them. Both the voice actor and actor David Warner and yeah. uh, legendary Batman writer Alan Grant. And yeah, so, oh, I forgot about that one. Oh. Yeah, so we've we've got to talk about those. So I don't know where you want to start. I thought we might as well just start with David Warner. Yeah, I guess that was uh, the uh, most recent, so why not? Yeah, David Warner just a few days ago. I mean, you know, I mean, we've talked about him on the show. Obviously, as far as Batman goes, the voice of Ra's al Ghul, yep. the, the original voice of him from uh, Batman the Animated Series and Demon Quest episodes. And uh, but not even, I mean, it's just it's just one of the, it's it's one of those voices where even if you don't know his name, you immediately know his voice because he was in yeah. so many things over the past, I don't know, 50, 60 years and uh, obviously, for Star Trek fans, that's probably his biggest claim to fame as far as pop culture stuff goes. Or is just tons of appearances in Star Trek shows. I think, I know Next Generation for sure. I'm pretty sure that was most of it. I don't know if he was in any of the movies. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not the biggest Star Trek. Uh, yeah, me neither. Aficionado. But yeah, definitely Next Generation is where I think most people would know him from. Yeah, and then of course the bad guy in Tron. Titanic. Uh, you have Titanic, uh, Time Bandits, uh, Ninja Turtles. Hell um, yeah. The, the, you know, it's tons and tons of stuff. Um, for, for me personally, though, it's it's Batman the Animated Series as Ra's al Ghul, and then the narrator from the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Um, oh, yeah. I don't remember if he was the narrator for the show from the late 80s, early 90s, but he was a narrator for the movies from the late 90s and the early 2000s. Oh, nice. Uh, for sure, like Pooh's Grand Adventure and um, some of those, he was the the narrator of that and just fantastic voice. So that's those are the main things for me uh, personally are those, but um, yeah, just what, 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 a, what a talent. Yeah. How, how old was he? He was 80. Yeah, I think he was 80. Yeah, that's a good full life, but still. 
Yeah, de uh, the word tragic is definitely not something used in uh, in some of these because we've lost a ton of ton of actors recently. But way too soon. Yeah. For fortunately, no. Well, I was going the other way. For fortunately, the the actors we've lost over the past couple months have pretty much all been you know seventies, eighties. Except for Ray Liotta. Right. Jeez, I, I forgot about that. It was so long ago now. I for completely forgot about Ray Liotta. Yeah, it's yeah, been that a was, lot. That was one of the early ones. But, um, yeah, yeah, as far as Batman goes, David Warner, legendary. Just such a great – Just a, and, 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 again, it's funny. For as much voice acting as he did, he didn't really change his voice. It was always no, pretty I mean, much just has, David Warner. Yeah, I mean, he has, like, the go-to, like – sinister british guy voice like yep. i mean that could work for and even even the look too like he in real life you could just cast him as evil british man and it's like okay mm -hmm. yep perfect <laughs> yeah pretty much pretty much uh i know i know he did the voice of uh someone in spider-man animated series too i don't remember oh. if it was um hammerhead maybe i don't i don't remember one of the one of the one of the lesser villains in uh Spider No, um it was uh, uh Red Skull. He's a voice of Red what Skull in Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sense. Yep, yep, yep. He's a voice of Red Skull in Spider-Man the animated series also, so Okay. Yeah, just uh just ton of stuff, but um, you know, of course just perfect perfect voice for for Rachel Ghoul. Just just oh, him saying God, just yeah. detective is just Yeah. Classic. I mean, that's what I think of when I think of Rachel Ghoul. Oh, 100%. Voice. Always so that's will. everybody from that animated series. Um all right, and uh, Ian, I, we've lost a ton of other actors. Hasn't just been him. That's true. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember all the ones you kind of put me on the spot here. The, the well, we one lost James really... Con. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we just lost James Con. Damn mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, James Con, Ray Liotta. Um, uh, what's his name from uh, all the mob movies? Well, it's all the mob people. They're all dying. It really, it really has been. <laughs> yeah. Good God. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. I, I'm blanking on the others. There's been several recently. Uh, what's his name? I mean, obviously, uh, back earlier in the summer, like you said, Ray Liotta. It's... Uh, Serino. Paul, is it Paul yes. Serino? Uh, shoot. I don't remember. But, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's in all the mobster films you've seen before. Um, yeah, uh, I know him. Was another big one, I feel like, that I'm missing? Uh, I don't think so. Let's see. Celebrities I have passed lately. But, but yeah, we it's been it's been a tough, tough, uh, tough, tough last few months of lots of. Oh, William Hurt. That's yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. And Fred Ward. God damn it. Mm -hmm. Oh. Mm hmm. Man, it's brutal. Yeah, it's a lot. Now again, I mean, I guess yeah. fortunately is maybe not the exact way to put it, but like th these are all you know elderly yeah, yeah, as, elderly yeah. people. Passing the generation, of course. Yeah. But yeah, just it's just a lot of recognizable ones that yeah you know, just hits you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, it's been pretty uh, been pretty rough. But um, um, and again, the the other main main person we got to talk about who died just just because the show is all about Batman is is of course the writer Alan Grant. Yeah. Just classic Batman writer from the uh, late '80s, early '90s. 90s, yeah. Um, he was 73. When he uh when he when he passed away and I missed this like this was la last week and I What's I didn't really I didn't know it till today I didn't see that so 
Yeah, just uh, yeah. You were kind of off Twitter when it happened. I remember, you know, everyone, of course, all the Batman people I follow and stuff. Everyone on Twitter was talking about it, but yeah, I guess you were kind of out of it during that. Yeah, I've yeah, I've been kind of off and on for for some of that stuff, but uh, I mean, obviously, he he wrote some. Uh, it, it was weird too because he he was writing in that weird phase when there was a ton of different writers. Oh would yeah. Kind of alternate on different Batman titles, so. Uh, like he wrote a bunch of tertiary stuff with like Lonely Place of Dying and, and Nightfall, like right during that yep. era. But like he wasn't like the main writer in any of these things. But no, um, no. Uh, the the biggest thing for him, um, as far as me personally, is he is the writer of the very first uh, Batman comic that I ever remember having. Oh, which one? Um. I'm I'm pretty sure I just clicked off of it by accident. Oh, nope, the there it is. Shadow of the Bat. Nope, it's uh, it was Batman number four fifty six, uh, from nineteen ninety, and the cover it's uh, it's a it's an awesome cover. I I don't know who who did the who did do the cover. Oh, uh, Norm Breifogel actually did the cover too, because he, he oh. I mean he was the main artist for for most of these type the time, of runs yeah. with Alan Grant, but um, it, it's a great cover. You see. Like a kind of a big silhouette of a bit of a bat, and then there's two like ghosts of Jason Todd and Dick Grayson, and then at the bottom you have Tim Drake looking at the Jason Todd Robin suit in the case. Oh, okay, I, I can see it now. It's uh, it's it's uh, it, it's maybe like the sixth or seventh issue after Lonely Place of Dying, because that's what a lot of people forget is Lonely Place of Dying. Tim Drake, you know, kind of was introduced and becomes Robin, but he doesn't. Like he doesn't actually become Robin in that story. He he steals the suit and and is Robin at the end. But then Batman takes it from him and doesn't let him be Robin for a long time after that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So this is during that stretch, and uh, there's a whole separate storyline with this fear thing going on and this crazed like skull killer during Christmas is is murdering people. Yeah. And Batman's yeah. trying to figure it out. Um, spoilers, it ends up being Scarecrow in the very last panel. You figure that out, that, that he was behind the whole thing. And Tim Drake ends up figuring that out as the story goes on. But it's him, you know, he wants to be Robin, and so he keeps hearing from, like, Dick Grayson and Jason Todd about different things and, and how to be Robin and stuff like that and how to... Uh, it's just, it's really cool. It, it's just a, you know, it's just a it's random issue of, of Batman, basically, but... It was the first one I remember getting. The first comic I ever got was Superman, The Death of Superman, that of my course. grandma got me when I was like four. And oh my God. it was immediately taken away because my mom was like, uh, no, he's not reading <laughs> Superman dying. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty funny. So then the first Batman issue I remember get, I remember finding is I used to go to uh, antique stores, stuff like that, with my grandma all the time. She, she loved shopping at those places, so... I remember I would always look for old, like, sports stuff or things like that. But I remember finding this, like, thing of comic books. One of them I had to be, I don't know, six, seven. And this was the comic I, I ended up getting was, was this, you know, Batman 456. So it's the first Batman comic that I remember reading in actual comic book form. Because I, I already loved Batman by that point because I, I watched, the, you know, the 60s show and, and the cartoon and stuff. But, um... Yeah, so that was Alan Grant. That was an Alan Grant book. And uh, obviously, he's basically the creator of the Shadow of the Bat comic. He yep. wrote, I believe, 
believe the whole run if not the whole run, most of it. I think so, right? Which, yeah. which, which led into, uh, you know, was a part of the Nightfall series and, and all yeah. those other things going on. I know he wrote with uh, some for ca- the Cataclysm event in the 2000s, and he created Last a ton Arkham. of characters as well. Uh, yeah. Created Anarchy, which I think was his favorite character that he created. Yeah, because he, he was an anarchist, a social anarchist. Um, so he created that. I think he, did he, you know, he did a ventriloquist, I think. Yeah, you, you stole my thunder. I was going to that. Ah, shit. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it ties in perfectly with uh, our, with right. our episode. Yeah, I was, I was getting to that because it was nah, like, yep, I'm sorry. He, he, uh, he created the <laughs> ventriloquist character, which is, of course, one of the episodes we're talking about with Double Talk. So even even ties in really well with that. He created, I believe, Victor Zaz. Um, yeah. He created uh, Jeremiah Arkham. Uh, yeah, yeah t- huge, huge. Uh, just pantheon of batman writers and again it was it was not over a super long period like no. maybe 10 years yeah and, really. uh 80s and 90s yeah and and not a ton on any one book just kind of here and there with different runs he'd write like 10 issues or so here and there uh yeah, wrote, and uh, for a couple years wagner. on detective comics in the late 80s uh yeah yeah with a lot with john wagner a lot with uh norm breifogel as a, a, a an artist and but yeah, just a big time name in the history of Batman, and you know we've already lost Neil Adams. I know. Earlier this year, uh, what was it? A year or two ago, when we lost Denny O'Neill. God, uh, yeah. So it's yeah, we're we're losing a lot of bat famous Batman just people in general, and that so sucks. Yeah, pretty pretty tough there. But yeah, Alan Grant, the latest one to latest one to leave us. Yeah, talented guy. He did like I know he did like Lobo and Judge Dredd and a whole bunch of other stuff on top of Batman. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, he did. Yeah, he did a ton of stuff with DC during, during some of that during those stretches. So, yeah, all time great, all time great uh, Batman writer for sure. Absolutely, and, and not one that's mentioned as much as some of those other ones. No, no, no. I feel like most, especially mainstream Batman fans, probably they've probably read they've no doubt read stuff from him, but they just don't recognize the name like. They do other people, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But uh, but yeah, yet another one, another another person that we uh we have to lay to rest. So definitely mm, R.I.P. To, to Alan Grant and David Warner, and then of Absolutely. course all the other people we've lost. So, uh, that's pretty much it for that. That that's pretty much it for me and news. I don't really have any other news stuff that I care about. May I mean there was was there anything from Comic Con that. No, gave you a spark I, I of forgot Comic Con happened, and then That's I saw fair. a bunch of those like the next phase. I was like, "Oh, Comic Con happened." I missed it. Well, it's so funny how Comic Con now is has nothing to do with comics. It's all just sitting in line to get into Hall H to watch whatever mm-hmm. shitty trailer or an, an, a, you know Marvel's announcement of ten films or whatever for the next decade. Ugh, mm-hmm. it's like it has nothing to do with comic books anymore. Remember the good old days where you just went? I mean, not that I ever got to go, but like you know. <laughs> vicariously it was just you went and you just got all the cool merchandise you talked comics you met all the artists that was it it was just a celebration of nerd culture but now it's now you just wait in line for a stupid panel and then here's a trailer mm-hmm. that will be online the next day so it's yep. completely pointless. yep no i i i agree it's 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 pointless um you, have you watched any of the trailers that came out uh, the only trailer that I watched was for John Wick Four. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, which I'm not gonna lie, that trailer is horrible. Oh, it's terrible. 
It's so bad. I was sitting there, I was like, who made this trailer? They made this look like the most uninteresting thing ever. It's really poorly put together. There's it's no complete. story. Like, there's no reason. It, it, the action's not even good. It look. It's like, uh, it was... It's very like, awkward. Yeah, it's bad. So I, I was like, oh, man, that's not great. Especially after the third movie. It was like, oh, boy. Uh, are they going to start to mess this up, too? I Which, mean, it would, t- it would take a lot to mess that up. Because how do you mess up John Wick? You just Have him uh, just kill 200 people. I don't people. know. Look, uh, the, the third movie is not great. No, it is not. It's it's pretty pointless. Uh, it's got great action. Even that's not great. Comparatively, it's not. There's a well, few good the parts. Last... The beginning is the best part of the movie. Oh, for sure. And then after that, there's really nothing good at, that happens much. Uh, the ending is terrible. The ending fight oh, is yeah. awful. It goes oh, on way too long, and it's boring. The shootout and, is good, but the It fight... makes no sense. Like, there's multiple parts where either him or the other guys beat the other one and could kill them, and they're just like, nah. And then they just keep fighting, and you're like, okay, yeah, okay like, maybe, like, once in, like, the whole series, that's, like, an interesting thing to throw in, but, like... Yeah, that's that's a big problem I have with the franchise now, is I want a proper evil villain for him to just yeah. kill. I, I'm really tired of the whole... John, I'm a big fan. Like, oh, this is solely professional that we're trying to kill each other. Like, no, I want some, like, dirtbag, awful villain to, like, kill John Leguizamo or somebody who's that he likes and then just have John Wick brutally kill him. Like, have him screaming. Not this whole, like, oh, we're both gentlemen and professionals. We're just going to see who's the better assassin. Like, no, I hear you. I'm, I'm, I'm over that completely. Yeah, it's like it, it was what it was. That's fine. It's something different. And right. now let's not do that anymore. Which cause... I'm worried because it looks like uh, Donnie Yen is pretty much just going to be that again. Oh, it's Donnie. man. And, and everybody likes Donnie Yen. Well, all the Chinese like him, so therefore the world likes him. I'm, but, well, yeah. I mean, I like Donnie Yen. But right, like... I, I have nothing against him. But I, it, like, he's not going to be that role I was talking about. He's not going to be Mr. Evil that... He yeah. has to kill brutally. He's just going to be like, oh, awesome. They get to fight for two hours. Yeah, unfortunately. So we'll we'll see. And, and they're bringing back that just awful girl. Which one? I believe uh, from the third movie, the, adjunct, oh, God. the adju- adjudicator. Oh, no. Yeah. Worst character maybe in the history of movies. It's like you yeah. – I don't understand what they were thinking – it is just like she is just a charisma vacuum and just destroys any scene she's in. She Not interesting a, at all. Like, just yeah. boring as hell. She ruined uh, Billions for me. I love Billions, the TV show. And then she shows up in that and it's just all about her. I'm like, oh, great. This is why I watch. Oh, really? I, I've never seen her in anything. I just I just hate the That's way they portray that for. character. Because she's if like you... this, this like dower above it all thing, which is fine if like you can still play it with charisma, and she no, can't. No, no. And so she's it's a robot. just, it just she's a ro- sucks she's all a robot the energy out of every scene yeah. she's in, and you're like, just go away. I talk like this. I am non-binary, which makes me interesting, even though I am not interesting in the slightest bit on can how I. Can we just I have Ian McShane talking to a dog? Like that's more oh, interesting. Please, yes. Uh, so yeah, I'm a little worried. It seems, it it seems yeah, like they've run out of ideas, which is which is a shame because it's like, 
you have so much to work with that they threw yeah. out for this last for this third movie. When it first started, everyone was like, "Oh my god, there's so much you can do." With oh, this. they did it so well from the first movie to the second movie, so perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then from the second to the third, they're like, "Oh, we got to go bigger." It's like, sure, but not really. Like you just yeah. need to just explore this same world. Don't make it be in Russia and in the desert. And in, it's like, calm down, like slow down. Yeah. You're, you're doing too much, too fast. You're trying to go too big, too quick, and it it ruins it. And yeah, then we'll the see. whole the whole plot of that movie was a waste. He literally goes to the desert for no reason, and then oh, immediately no. comes back and just fights with Winston. And you're like, you could have done that at the beginning. Like, yeah, that was the only thing. He just cuts off a finger. It's like, okay, we, we spent that whole journey just for no to reason. A finger. No reason. It's it's yeah, no. so it's like, all right, I'm a little I'm a little worried. A little worried, but, you know, hopefully at least the action's good. I mean, if they screw that up, it's time to hang it all up. I agree. I agree. And, and so... Keanu, please just get a haircut. Like, I'm sick of shaggy-looking Keanu. <laughs> like, in the first movie, dude, he's so slick. He's got the three-piece suit. He looks so badass. And now he's just, like, disheveled and looks like a bum. And just wearing, to be like, fair, though, that makes sense story-wise. Like, at the time, he was married <sighs> and, like, I, a normal person. And, I'm talking about after. After his wife is dead. Like, in the rest yeah, of the but movie. his wife was recently dead. Like, so he was still... That the, the person. The movie takes place like the the same day. That's a fair point, and technically yeah, a third no, movie no, is too. That that's I a know, fair point. Don't, that. <laughs> don't even. That's okay. Whole fair enough. Been over the, like a week. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Right. Fair enough. But yeah, just uh, get a haircut, brilliant. That that's is literally the only trailer. Oh no, I watched the trailer for Sandman. I don't remember why. Oh, were, are you were you ever a fan of the? graphic novel or whatever no, not at all that's why i, I think, think i might so. watch the show because uh, is it netflix yeah because uh, i'm like well um i don't care about this so however they screw it up i won't care as much um I, you're probably the target audience then yeah probably um Good i god netflix is terrible i've refused to watch any other trailer well not even refused i just don't care i just haven't yeah. watched any of the other i trailers. watched i think i watched pretty much all the big ones uh if there was a new one for Black Adam, I'd watch that because the first one was the most generic thing ever. Wait, uh, I watched the first trailer for Black Adam that came out. I haven't the... watched any. I refuse to any. I don't care. Like, I don't Dude, care. I will not. I will not no watch buzz. anything with any superhero ever until the Batman Two. Like, there's not no, one. I, I agree. There's not one superhero thing. Period. I am going to watch at all, except for maybe Guardians Three. Maybe. I'm done with that. Yeah, even and I have zero faith, but at least, at least if it's James Gunn still in charge, you would think it yeah. would probably still be good. Probably until Peacemaker, everything else was good. Even the oh, su God. the Suicide Squad was good. This so, is great, yeah. So it's like okay, that might be the only thing that I watch. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. Well, but that's I, I just it. watched the trailers out of curiosity just to see how bad or. I don't even care about that anymore. I don't even no, watch people don't. shitting on things anymore. Like, I don't care. No. I will say, uh, I'll give you, like, a speed round of what I did see. Sure. Uh, the Game of Thrones prequel looks like shit. No one cares. Sure. That's a big waste. Uh, no buzz. Talk about no buzz. Black Adam, like, nobody is talking about that. Nope. Especially DC as a whole. They were pretty terrible. There's a rumor going around that Henry Cavill was going to come out and just kind of spark hope and talk about, you know coming back as Superman, but that didn't even happen. Mm. Uh, which is sad, because I feel bad for him. It's kind of like Ch uh, Charlie Cox is like Daredevil, where it's yeah. like, 
I love him. He deserves it. But what do you mean? Man. They're making a Daredevil show. Uh, oh, we'll talk about that. Because <laughs> that was a trailer I watched. Uh, Wait, they had a trailer? No, they had a new uh, She-Hulk trailer, and he oh. shows up for a cameo just to get you. It's so pathetic oh, just to get okay. any type of investment in She-Hulk. Well, it's, a, it's the Picard season three thing also. Exactly. And it is cool. The only, uh, the only annoying part is, again, my mind is like, don't, don't fall for it. Don't fall for it, Ian. But they do show off he's wearing like the yellow suit in the trailer. Who and like, that's, cares? He never even I, wore a Daredevil suit. That's my biggest gripe of the whole that's series. That's true. Uh, season three, even though season three is marvelous and pretty much perfect, I'm like, can we it's please not, get him no, back? No, it's suit? not. It is not that good. It is the 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 high points are phenomenal. It's full. It, it is like right at the t- beginning of the garbage ass woke bullshit that they throw in there. And the the lack of the suit is just abysmal. Yeah, I do hate that. Now, I still like the season. I still think the season is very, very so. good. I still think the season is very, very strong. It is. But, but you need to slow down just a hair with that. All right, sorry. Not perfect, but... Yeah. First season is perfect. Oh, yeah. First season is... Oh. But, um, yeah. So, no, She-Hulk looks like ass. Of course. Uh, it looks so bad. Isn't that bad. show out yet? I thought it was already out. No, that uh, that's I think you're thinking of Miss Marvel. I think that one just finished, but no one was talking about that one. I because I remember the original trailer for Shield, and I feel like it was a long time ago. It, it it was like maybe like a month or two ago, but it caused such. A, I could have sworn it was longer than that. No, no, it's been pretty recent. But my God, the CGI is so bad. Well, of course. But it, it's funny too because Corridor Crew are so triggered over people talking about how bad it is. They they've become some pearl clutching. Really. Some, Oh, they, they, like, it's funny. Their, their stuntman videos are perfect or great. Yeah. But their CGI videos, even though they know what they're talking about, obviously, they get so freaking triggered when people say CGI is bad. It's like, no, it is. It's like, it can be. Yeah. We're not talking about the artists being untalented, but, like, you cannot defend the CGI at the end of Black Panther. It's yeah. unfinished. Right. Yeah. But no, no they, 100%. They... Have you heard uh, about all the stuff going around now yeah. about Marvel blackballing v- VFX companies now? Yeah. All, I've seen all the former artists who've kind of come out on Twitter and have been just telling people what we all suspected. They're terrible clients. Of course. It's obvious. Oh, my God. And if you want to know how terrible Marvel fanboys are, read the comments. It's like, oh, it sounds like someone just couldn't hack it. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> You, you 12-year-olds should uh, uh, just die. You're the worst. Oh, man. But no, um, yeah, She-Hulk looks terrible. The trailer was terrible. Um, Black Panther. This one was weird because I was uh, I was like, okay, the movie comes out in like five months, and we have seen nothing about this movie. I forgot about it. Exactly. I, 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 Not that I pay attention to... anyway to any of them. No, of course. Well, like the last time I went to Top Gun, I saw like a big cardboard cutout. It was just Black Panther 2. I was like, oh, my God, that movie's still coming out? <laughs> and like, But there's like nothing, like no behind-the-scenes footage, but they finally released, released a trailer with Comic-Con, and yeah. everyone's fawning over it. I will say it's a good put-together trailer, oh, like yeah. the music they use. Um, and visually, it, it looks way better than the first one. I guess they finally let the CGI artists finish the whole movie. That's good. Um, but, God, it is good luck trying to criticize that movie when it comes out. Oh, of course. You couldn't even criticize the first one nope. because it was the most significant 
thing for the black community since Martin Luther King, I guess. Well, it was the first ever black superhero movie, and remember, it was That's the true. first. There was not one single one <clears throat> Blade uh, ever before it. Like, yeah. not not the first ever Marvel movie, uh, you know, in the modern era to be, you know, amazing. Yes. It it uh there was never one before Black no. Panther. Not not one single one ever. Not even one of the greatest ever and maybe the best R-rated superhero movie ever. Yes, trust ever. me. I'm a I'm a YouTube freaking fake comic book fan who's been reading comic books since 2012. I know what I'm talking about here. Exactly. Uh speaking Ugh. of Blade, um that's going to happen again. I forgot that that was a thing. Until oh, I yeah. saw the big, uh, the big board, uh, the Holy Grail board of oh, the Church of Marvel, and everything that's wrong with modern movies board. And Ugh. I and I I totally forgot about that. And that um that that one hurt. Not gonna lie, Ian. That 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 one hurt. I don't care. I don't care. Like ninety percent of this stuff, I don't care about. No, um, I would. I, I I I will probably see Guardians three just because if James Gunn fully is in charge, it will probably still be at least okay hopefully um i just rewatched the first two guardians movies my girlfriend hadn't seen them oh nice oh back to back so oh, good yeah, great. oh it's so great watching those again so that gives me a tiny bit of hope if he's actually in charge he seems to be one of the only people that they'll actually kind of let do some stuff right um hopefully but um yeah uh again i don't care about most things but the fact that they're Somehow thinking they're going to make a Blade movie <laughs> is like... Uh, it's adorable. Are you guys actually retarded? Like, are you... What? No! Like, like, just no. Like, I've, I've heard people talk about it with Deadpool. We're like, oh, you can't make Deadpool PG-13. Oh, bullshit! You 100% can make Deadpool PG-13. Are you kidding me? A PG-13 Deadpool movie where he knew he was in a PG-13 movie oh, would be hilarious. phenomenal. Yeah. Like, you can definitely do that. You cannot do that with Blade. No. He murders vampires, Ian. Yeah, no, I do, I really do not want... especially Who drink how, blood! Yeah, and, and like a movie that should take place 99% at night. I don't want to see the typical white washed out Disney sky in every scene with vampires who are making freaking jokes and wise cracking. Let me just say this. If anyone has any uh, issue with, with that, it's like, oh, well, they might be able to do And I know that they, they, it's a different company. Morbius. Oh. <laughs> exactly. I, look, and I know you'd be like, that's that what was we're Tony. Get. Yeah, that was Tony. It's like, okay, yes, I understand it was a different company, but guess what? That's what it's going to be. That's the way they're yeah. going to do vampires. Yeah, no, I love how it was Marvel when it was No Way Home, but it was Sony when it was no, Morbius. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, fuck like... you. Yeah, no. No, you're exactly right. That's what we're going to get. We're going to get freaking uh, Mahershala Ali going, I'm Blade. And then someone going, well, that's a bit dramatic. Yeah, I guess you're right. Sorry, I'm a little dramatic here. Uh, I'm Blade. <laughs> okay. Uh... And then some insert popular song top 40 currently and... Uh, and then, you know, music cuts out for the big funny gag of a vampire, you know, oh, I'm actually vegan. <laughs> you don't have to kill me. Mm-hmm. It's going to suck. Oh, And it's God. a shame, too, because Marshall Lee would be a great casting choice for Blade. Yeah, never mind that he was already in the MCU, but we're beyond caring about that. <laughs> but no, he's, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. Oh, even that's so true. The door, he is a perfect casting. Oh, man. You talk about, like, the one good thing about that Luke Cage show. 
that what, he got killed off in what like the halfway through the season. He got killed in like season. Uh, I don't remember how many episodes. How many were like, there? Six, like five. Seven? No, it was like, I think 13, like Daredevil. Oh, was it 13? Okay, fair enough. Well, then he was killed off, yeah, like six, like five yeah. or six. And uh, it, the show immediately was dog shit. Like, it yeah. was, I remember watching that show, and I was like, oh, this show's not too bad. And, no. then, and then he died, and it was like, oh, this new villain who's, I understand that was the real main villain, like, from the, co- I get it, but guess right. what? He sucked. Yeah. Marsha Ali was way better, so. Oh, it was great. Yeah, so which is a shame, which makes it even worse. It's like the Henry Cavill Superman thing, where it's like yep. they have all these good people. Sometimes they even make the right casting choices. It doesn't matter. No. Uh, it's so frustrating. Man, I, I just want to watch Blade again. Yeah, I know. I, I was Everyone likes the second movie it. better, and I don't. I like the first movie better. Oh, it's just because of stupid Guillermo del Toro. I no, cannot... no, the second Dang. movie is great. I love the second movie. But the first one is way better. I don't care. The first one's better. Second one's second one's still really good. I still really like the second one. But you don't? Uh, Not as much. I mean, I like I like it fine. I guess I just I'm not a fan. I like the first one. I mean, I like the first one better, definitely. But I I still think the second one is good, and I I like the second one. But um, third one is. (laughs) Oh no! Yeah, we don't talk about that one. Third one's funny. (laughs) That's a. It went full Goyer. Look, I'm not going to lie. The third one is kind of great. Uh, it's it's kind of great. As a train wreck, it's yeah, kind yeah, of great. Yeah. You got, you, got, you got Wesley Snipes not open his eyes. You got Ryan Reynolds being Deadpool. And you yeah. have Triple H. Like, it, it's not it, – oh, it's God, pretty great as a train wreck movie. That's why. Of course. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, we should do, we should do an episode on Blade. That'd be a fun uh, that, one to do. It would be good. Yeah. I'd be down to do it on a Blade, the Blade movie. But um, let's do it when the, the sh- shitty new version comes oh, out. Good idea. We'll capitalize on it. Um, okay. Yeah, and then of course you know the other that they're making Daredevil. Ian Ian's so excited. He his, his prayers have been answered, and Disney Plus is gonna make a Daredevil show with Charlie Cox. And continue the legacy of one of the greatest shows of all time, and definitely not gonna completely make a mockery of it. Mark, imagine ten years ago, I would have told you, or you know, you know, ten years ago, you're talking to me, and you're going, Ian, in 2022, you will get a show about Obi Wan Kenobi, a show about Lord of the Rings. And what else? Whatever else is coming out this year and the next year, you would have blown my brain. I would be like, "No, no, that that's too good to be true. It can't be happening." And now here I am, and I haven't watched a single minute of any of those, and shall not. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll go one further. A year and a half ago, Ian was still gonna watch the Obi Wan show. I, w- I was going to watch it just because of, like, I have to because it's Obi-Wan, not in the hopes that it would be good. I knew, No, was, I know, I know, but still. It never could have been good. Yeah, no, no, I got you. Yeah, I just had to preface that. It's like, I never, as soon as, ever since Force Awakens, and especially Last Jedi, I, any hope of any Star Wars pro- property being good is gone. But, yeah, I was at least like, you know what? It's Obi-Wan. It's my boy, my favorite character. Just seeing him. Nope. Nope. Sometimes just... Uh... Man. Like like that like they say in Pet Cemetery, sometimes dead is better. Yep. Oh man, I want to watch that again too. 
please, I'd much rather watch that TV movie than any of this. Pet Cemetery is a great movie. What, the 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 new one or the no no what's wrong with you no the original one okay and the book is great that's a great book but oh um, yeah it's a great book of course oh man yeah no i i'm at the point i don't want anything made i want all of it to die i want superheroes to die i never want to see another superhero thing made just so it doesn't get ruined and it's so annoying too because i was like okay you know this would be the perfect time for fantasy to take over because we thought fantasy was going to take over after Lord of the Rings, but then Aragon happened and pretty much single-handedly killed any hope of having fantasy again. Mm-hmm. But fantasy already kind of has an uphill battle where it's like most people are like, oh, wizards and dragons is all weird. It but is. It is. But now I'm like, okay, we've got Dune. We've got, and this is right when the show was announced with the Lord of the Rings show. Eh, and then we got Dune is Dun- sci-fi. It's sci-fi fantasy. But I was like, this is a perfect time, and every freaking we're getting a bunch of fantasy stuff, and it's all terrible. The Dungeons and Dragons movie looks like somehow worse than the 2001 (laughs) version. I don't know how you do. (laughs) Oh, we need the muscle. Who do we get? Michelle Rodriguez. (laughs) It's the muscle. (laughs) This woman. How are we still casting her as, like, the badass chick who can just fight anybody? That's been her whole career for the last 20 years, and it's never been good. Yeah. And she's, yeah. And she's, having, and she's in the middle of menopause, and we're still having her be the badass chick who can fight anybody. What year is it? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, you're, oh, like you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Everything. Like, the... The show I shall not talk about and will not talk about. The Game of Thrones prequel, <laughs> which looks terrible. Dungeons and Dragons, which looks terrible. I mean, there's something else I'm forgetting, but it's all like, oh, God. And it just further cements we'll never be rid of stupid superheroes. Uh, I think we will at some point. I mean, point, of course, eventually but... it has to happen, but... Yeah, with the amount of money that's being lost, at some point it, it'll happen, but it's just... But yeah, no, you're that's fair. I, I've never been a big fantasy person. It's uh, it's never been my genre of uh, of stuff, but um, but yeah, no, I, I've gotten into it a little bit more. Um, it's, there's so much great fantasy out there. Yeah, just uh, my girlfriend's huge into fantasy. Um, yeah, she knows. Loves Lord of the Rings, loves all that stuff. Uh, is constantly reading different fantasy things, but it's still kind of ignoring me at the same time. If that makes sense, when it comes to like movies and stuff. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, but, but yeah, I went to the Renaissance Fair for the first time. Oh, those are fun. Yeah. That was weird. That was weird. No, Ian, that was weird. It was the weirdest thing I've ever been to. Well, maybe the one you went to. Yes. Um, no, I, I've been to Dragon Con and, you know, that's one level of weird. I I get that. I get that. Renaissance Renaissance Fair is like, you're sitting there. And you're like, this is like every type of person I disagree with on like every level. Well, maybe in Colorado for sure. Those are the only people here, and it was interesting. But uh, yeah, the the fighting stuff was great. That's the only reason why I went. I was like, all right, I want to see the jousting and the sword fighting. That's the only thing I care about. And then I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm like, this is professional wrestling. This is great. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, are you talking about Medieval Times? No, well, they have this at the Renaissance Fair, though. Oh, okay. I was like, okay, so you went to the actual fair, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, they had the whole uh, night stuff. Um, okay. That was fun. That part I enjoyed. Yeah. I was like, this is great. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a weird thing. But but in general, fantasy is the thing I've tried to get into a little bit more of just yeah, with certain yeah. things. Um, I've tried to start reading stuff more. Uh, I ordered a Razor Fist book. Oh, yeah. It's been like a week and a half, and it still hasn't shipped, so I don't know when I'm going to get that because I want to read that because well. the second one's about to come out. Yeah, um, Death Mask. It's yeah. like fantasy pulp novels, and I was like, all right, I'm in. I'll try it. Um, yeah, I like this first one. And uh, I I just started reading uh, Solomon Kane. Yeah, which, awesome. which I had never read before and uh, just started. And it's weird because they're all super short, like really short. Like I know. Not, not I... even like pulp novels like like some of them are like five pages long like it's it's really kind of weird it's a weird form of yeah, stuff because yeah. it was from like 1928 or whenever it was yeah yeah uh so they were all in like random magazines and it, it, so it's not even like because i've already been into the shadow now for a while but right. even those are like full you know yeah, 120 full page stories. stories yeah these are like oh yeah this one's 12 pages and this one is 90 pages. And then this one is 40 pages. You're like, this is weird. But, uh, but yeah, it's pretty interesting. So, And, of course, I, I probably will try and read Conan after that. Um, yeah, I never really read Conan. Because that was the first that, – that was kind of the first thing that Robert E. Howard really took him. I mean, I think, it, I think he started writing Solomon Cain first technically. But, yeah. you know, the Conan stuff was the whole other level. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that, that pretty much started fantasy as much as yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. So I've tried to begin. I've tried to give more of that a shot. So I'm, I'm proud of you. Starting to get into starting to get into that a little bit more. But um, but uh, yeah, speaking of fantasy, we have the biggest TV show of all time coming in. I don't know what you're talking about, but it's only like a month and a half away. Mark, here's the deal. <laughs> and I and I. I, I make this message for all, all, all people like us, like the whole everyone, the Friday Night Tights crowd, everyone on YouTube, everyone who feels the same way we do. Proper gatekeepers, you know, people who are sick and tired of seeing these beloved IPs destroyed. And I, I, I notice this. I'm not the first one, but I notice this, notice especially after the Last Jedi, what's been happening. The whole like, just commenting and ripping this stuff to shreds does not work no it hasn't star wars is still going strong as much as we'd hate to admit it it's not going strong it's not going it's going going. thank you but it's not gonna slow down oh they're making another show i forgot that was happening coming out no but like a trailer came out yeah andor yeah that's what it was i couldn't believe that was real yeah no it, it looks very expensive and very dull so it's perfect, but no, yeah, like we haven't stopped the machine at all. No, and here's why: because all the shills and the suckups and the people who hate us, uh-huh. and they take more passion in our disdain than they have for actual genuine love of the movies or TV shows. Yep, that's not what spur- like they don't go. Oh my god, the Last Jedi. When when the stupid Asian bitch rammed into Finn and was like, "This is how we win, not by destroying what we hate, but by saving what we love," I lost my shit. No, <laughs> I guarantee you, you. Take these people, you go, "Hey, you, you have any plans tonight?" They're like, "Uh, no, I'm free. Why?" They're like, "Hey, do you want to watch the Last Jedi?" 
<laughs> no. No, or, or if you do like a Blu-ray audit, like let me see your Blu-rays right now. What do you have? Oh, you mean you don't own the greatest movie in the last decade? That's so weird because you're always talking about how amazing it is. No, what they love is seeing people like us hot and bothered and mad and, and emotional because they despise everything we believe in, everything we stand for. And they're like, oh, there's no such thing as, you know, gatekeeping. There's nothing sacred. Anything can... It's, Everything needs to be modernized for modern audiences. And it's like, that's why the only remedy for crap like this and Reigns of Power is to ignore it. Yeah. Just ignore it. Don't, they just already accept the fact that they are going to do everything outlandish and just for shock value and piss on everything. That is a given. Yeah. So don't even give them any time of day. So I'm not. Like, like my sister is constantly sending me snapshots of the Reigns of Power that look like cancer. And she's like, can you believe this? I'm like, yes. I can't. <laughs> and she was like, "What do we do about this?" I'm like, "Nothing." Yeah. You know, ha- the amount of money they have put into this—that if if all of us did not engage whatsoever, there would never be enough traffic for the people who claim to be all excited about this. All two of them, like that—that that is already going to guarantee Amazon will lose money, and that's the only way you can even hope that we get less and less of this crap. Is that you just don't get, don't hate watch it, don't do anything, completely disengage. I actually have the Last Jedi. Why? My stupid dad. For some reason, he bought it and then he snuck it into my uh, my suitcase as a joke when I came out here once. All right, well that's kind of funny. <laughs> and it's so so I kept it. It's still in the wrapping. All right, I I approve of that because that's at least a joke and just the idea of him no, having to buy that. But the worst part of it was he bought one for himself. He, this was the second one he bought on accident. All right, what the fuck? Okay, never mind then. And, it's and, God. Then, and then he gave it to me as a joke. Oh. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That that's one of my dad's lesser uh, finest moments. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um. Yeah, That's no, I, I agree, but the problem is it's not going to happen because these these people make too much money off of it. Absolutely, and now I, I know I know I'm, I'm preaching to the choir, which I'm... is like I get it, like I get it, I understand, like this is literally these people's jobs. Yes, and I but understand, but like at the same time, you can't complain if it keeps happening then because yeah. you're perpetuating it. Yeah, yeah, and I I get it. It's tough, man. It's like you know, especially like drinker. I mean, he gets. Each of his videos get like a million views, and yeah. you can tell they take two minutes to make. It's like you know, I'm happy for you, man. That's a nice, comfortable. But to be fair, like they, they 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 they're easy to make, but like he still writes them really well. Oh no, yeah, his writing is great. Don't get me wrong, but I'm talking about just editing wise. Yeah, like, okay, sure. I can do that. But of course, but so I'm like, dude, that's awesome. I can, I would love to be able to make you know six you know figures from just doing YouTube, but like you just can't be like, why do why is everything we love being destroyed? It's like, well, you know why. Mm-hmm. We know but now. We know now, exactly. At and, the time, and we didn't know. Like, it was fun. No. And, but the mask is off. I mean, literally all the interviews about stupid rings or power and just all the shitty actors going, oh, well, we're addressing all the issues of Tolkien. It's like, there are no issues of Tolkien. <laughs> There's one. That's why. There's one. There's one issue with Tolkien. Oh, let me hear it. Let me hear this. Four pages for a doorknob, Ian. Four pages for a doorknob. 
Okay, that's fair. That's, no, that's a fair. I, I agree with Razor Fist. The phone book fantasy needs to die. Tolkien is the only one who gets a pass just because he's, you know, an actual one of the greatest writers of all time. But even he could have shortened his books by 200 pages. That's fair. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, the phone book fantasy, all the all the ones after him that have, you know, cleaned on. But you can't be mad at the guy who sets the train. Literally. No, no. But still, it doesn't mean I'm going to read them ever again. No, I mean, I know you won't. But yeah, no, that's fine. But anyway. Um, but yeah, you're, no, you're, I, I agree. You're, I agree. You're, yeah, your issues of Tolkien and every there has never been the issue of like you know what I, he's okay at all. But where are the black people? Look, Ian, it, it's something I've been saying for years. The fact that there's no black people in in a uh, mythology based off of um, uh, Anglo-Saxon Europe is just ridiculous. It, it's preposterous. Yeah. Ian. It is. And you know what's also yeah. preposterous? Where are the white people in Black Panther? We have uh, one, one, yeah, or two, yeah, I guess yeah. technically. You got two, Andy well, Serkis and uh, uh, Martin Freeman. Yeah, yeah, him. That's it. Who so they go out of their way to call a colonizer in case we forgot? Of course. <laughs> yeah. So where where's that? Something that's based in the continent of Africa, where uh, the majority of people are of uh, black looks. It's just it's so stupid. It's it's so, it's so stupid. It's yeah, yeah. And so, that's the problem. With, that's one of the biggest problems with fantasy. Is a big part of fantasy comes from Eastern, from you know Western European lore. Yes, it's where it was created. Right. Sorry, white people. Sorry. You don't see too many black people walking around Norway. No. There's some nowadays, but it's oh. not the majority. Oh. oh boy. Anyway, that's my spiel. Yeah, no, that's fair. It needed to be said. It needed to be said. It's funny. Every time I, uh, every time I watched um, it's a Gundam videos, I'm always like, man, this basically could have been Ian if he was a stoner. <laughs> I'm not familiar. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, now I can see that. Yeah, he's probably the closest to the way you uh, rant about things that I found. <laughs> I need to watch more of his videos then. They're they're very entertaining. He makes half his money just uh just just making videos about TikTok retards. Oh, nice. <laughs> Why, I respect that more than he just loses it. his mind on different TikTok things that happen. I I much rather prefer he that. He made than... one recently on some lady who's officially is identifying as some form of bird. Oh, um, I saw that. The goal. Something like that, but uh. That's very fun. Like I, I, Ian, you're you're sitting on a gold mine here. If you went along this vein of some of these people, I think I think you could do it. I need to. I need to. I need to get my fat ass in the gear. I think you could do it. But uh, oh man, is there anything else that is even anything like that stuff we're talking about? I don't. I don't think so. I'm trying to think of all the trailers. Oh oh. <laughs> I don't know if we talked about the, no. I think we did talk about how Joker Two is supposed to be a musical. Apparently. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Did we talk about that? I don't know if we did. Uh, I don't remember if we talked about it on a show or not. I, I I think we did a little bit because I remember that the last episode we did a couple months ago, the uh, the title had That's, come out. Yeah, we did. That's right. Okay. But uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's just, still hilarious. <laughs> anyway, right. I, I'm so happy though. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Me too. I I I actually might watch it. Um, oh, I, I might too now. Uh, I I cannot wait. 
I would love it if it's just Todd Phelps shitting on it. Like that I would I would have so much respect for that man if that's the way he made this movie because he didn't yeah. want to make it in the first place. Um see, see now we're acting like the people I'm talking about. I want to see it just to see all the idiots who love the first one be like, "What is this?" I know, I do too. <laughs> because I mean like, okay, fuck you if you think that first movie is good. Like just it's sorry. Awful. It's terrible. awful. Oh man. Um I, I... I, I hope that's it. I don't think there's anything else. Uh, no, just to finish out my trailer um, reaction, uh, the other only other one I saw was a Shazam sequel. Uh, I forgot that was a thing, too. Yeah, and you're better off that way because that trailer was garbage. It was so bad. Just, like, every joke fell flat. Helen Mirren, I don't know what happened to her, but I guess age finally caught up to her because... Put it this way, when she first came on screen, I just assumed that was, like, her villain look. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. But, yeah, no, every, everything looked terrible. I and mean, just further, like, that, that trailer and stupid Black Adam is, like, wow, this is, like, everything we hate about current superhero movies all just bundled yep. into one. Yep, which is why I'm done. And, um, yeah, I'm done. I'm done watching people watch them. I'm done watching people talk about it. Uh, I pretty much quit watching that whole group of Friday Night Tights YouTubers. Um, I haven't watched them in a very long time. Uh, the only thing I've watched them recently are when uh, Razor Fist has been on them. Oh, of course. Cause, yeah, because um, I watch him because he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, so I, I've watched those with him on them. But other than that, I don't watch any of those guys anymore just because nah. I, I don't want to even hear him talk about stuff. I, I, don't, I, I don't care about any of it. No, no, I, you can't even like, this is how bad it is. Uh, Kim Berg gave me a, a, a gift card for my birthday for a movie theater. Um, and I haven't used it yet. Cause the only thing I would use that for would be stupid Thor. I'm like, I have free money in my pocket and I still can't be bothered to go. I, I work in a movie theater. I could go for free. Um, oh yeah, you could. <laughs> I meant to watch. I, I did want to go see the Elvis movie. And I just uh, didn't get around to it, and now it's already gone. Yeah, you'll you can catch it when it comes out. Because I've heard I've heard from multiple people that it was pretty good, and it looked pretty decent. So yeah, Baz Luhrmann can be hit or miss with me, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But I, I heard a lot of good things about it, so I wanted to at I, least I just, give it a shot. I just didn't. I'm just not a fan of musical biopics. It's like okay, they're all kind of the same. Which is true. That's why Rocket Man was so good. Yeah, I need to see that one. You hadn't seen Rocket Man yet. No. Oh man, dude, you need to see Rocket Man. It's one of the best biopics I've seen because they do it as a musical. Like it's totally different. Oh, that is good. I like that. Yeah. It's really well done, and Taron Edgerton is awesome. Well, speaking of which, uh, I have a lot of stuff I have seen, so let's get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we might as well just move into that because I um uh, also put a pin in the Marvel movie thing as well because oh, I have some comments to make about something that's connected to that oh. when we talk about movies that we've seen. Um, okay. So I will get into that, but that'll be a little bit later on. Because um, I've only seen four movies since last we recorded, like new movies. Um, All right, you go ahead, because I've seen a lot. Yeah, I haven't been watching a ton of new movies um, lately. Been pretty busy. There's been a lot going on, so just haven't watched as many. Uh, unfortunately, I- I've watched a couple of the big released Netflix movies. Um, oh, God. So we'll start off with that. Um, I watched Spiderhead. Oh, ew. 
because I don't know, it was a big movie and it was there and it was it was what's his name? It was from who directed Top Gun. Yeah. And, and Miles Teller. And it, and it was Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller and I was like, Well I'm I'm gonna watch it. And um <laughs> It, it well, it's not good. Um, it, it's not say. the worst Netflix thing I've seen. So it's perfectly Netflix. Then. It's like mostly watchable. Uh, you know, it's a story of uh, illegal drug experiments on prisoners. Basically, that's what it is. And you know, there's there's a twist. There's a big twist at the end. That's like a mediocre twist. Um, and. It's it's just Miles Teller is actually good in it. Um, He's a good actor. I've never been a fan of him though, really. You until haven't. until Top Gun and Only the Brave. That's really all I really cared about him in. Um, He's a, a douchebag in real life. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. Um, He's a good I, actor. I've, I've been on set with him. He is. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> that's the first time I ever knew about him. Um, right. Man, you got the inside scoop. But then Top Gun came out, and I was like, okay, I think I like him now. <laughs> He's good for. <laughs> Every time I've seen him in a role, it's like, even though when I first hear about him, I'm like, oh, I wish they had gotten someone else. He always does a good job. Um, Yeah, so he's pretty good in this movie. Oh, what's the name of the girl? The uh, the Smollett girl. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, from uh, Deadpool 2. I believe so. She's pretty good, too. Um, Chris Hemsworth, this is by far the worst I've ever seen this man. This is the worst performance of all time. It seemed like the uh, bad casting for what the role it's was supposed to be. It's a horrible casting. It is one of the worst casting choices I've ever seen. He cannot play this role. Like, it, no. It, at all. He cannot play weird, quirky, kind of high, tech billionaire weirdo Yeah, he can't play genius. J- like Jesse he, Eisenberg. He can't. Yeah, he cannot do that. No. This man is a Greek god. Well, literally, but... Is oozing charisma. You look at him, and you're gonna make him this nerdy, weird, kind of psychotic genius. It, it, it's so off-putting, and he's horrible at doing any accent other than uh, Australian or Thor accent. <laughs> yeah, it's which Australian is basically Australian. Australian. Yeah, it's just not Australian. I promise. He cannot do an American accent to save his life. Oh, God, he's like no. as bad as Benedict Cumberbatch. No, he's worse than Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, at probably. doing an American accent, it's so bad. It's so forced. Americans you don't hear all him, talk like this. You hear him slip into it so many times, and no. you're just like, "Who thought this was a good idea?" You're just exposing how not good of an actor this person is. Like, this is not a good idea from anyone. This was not a good idea from Chris Hemsworth, from his agent, from was it Krasinski? What's his name? Joseph yeah, Krasinski. Yeah. This was just all poorly decided across the board. Nothing against Chris Hemsworth. I like Chris Hemsworth. Sure. But, like, you can't do this. Do Extraction again. That was fine. That was fine. Don't do this. Fine. Action-wise, it was good. Story-wise, it was dumb. But, oh, but it, was a good, it was a good action movie. Um, it's probably the best thing Netflix has come out with. Yeah, yeah, um, probably. Uh, so yeah, this movie was not good and just horribly no. miscast, terrible acting performance. Miles Teller's okay. 
uh, what, whatever Smollett girl is fine. Not good. Um, I watched, uh, I watched the, I watched the Big Sleep, Humphrey Bogart movie. Oh! From 1946. Yeah, classic noir, yeah. That movie is ridiculous. Um, and it's funny, I didn't realize it, and then I started looking up a bunch of things, and this is like a thing. It's, it's, you cannot follow the movie. Like, you're watching this, you're like, I have no idea what's going on. Hmm. Like, this movie makes no sense. And it was like, kind of made that way on purpose. Like, Hmm. This is the classic example of, like, a mindless action movie from, like, 1985. Like, because okay. literally the director, oh, shoot, it's uh, it's Howard Hawks. And he literally was like, oh, yeah, people just want to see action. They don't really care as much about story. And so it's, like, so hard to follow. There's so many characters that just come in and die. And you're like... I don't even know what's happening in this movie. So it was weird. I'm like, I kind of like this and I like the noir aspect and some of that stuff's interesting, but it also doesn't make any sense and it's all over the place. So it's kind of weird because it's one of those like classic, you know, old school movies. And and we're like, we've been trained as like, oh, if it's an old school, then it's got to be really good. And it's like, (laughs) they have schlock. I mean, and that's sometimes, but it's definitely schlock. Yeah. It's well made, Schlock. Exactly, yeah, but yeah, but it's we... definitely Schlock. I mean, Bogart's awesome. He's always cool. awesome, especially as a freaking detective. Oh yeah. Uh, um, so it's like I liked it. Okay. I thought it was good, but it's it weird. It's weird. Um, Maltese Falcon is way better. Oh, okay. Um, for sure, as far as like along this vein. Um, I like the third man. Third man's good. I haven't seen the third man. That's a good one. All right, I need to see that. But um yeah, but it's not bad. It's just weird. It was not what I was expecting. It was kind of like on a different way. It was kind of like when I saw Casablanca for the first time. I was like, "Oh, this is like a mainstream popcorn please everyone movie." Yeah. This existed back then cuz you just don't we don't think of that. We're like, "Oh, greatest movie of all time." And, yeah, you think of it being like really slow and just right, really literally like- on everything. It's like Citizen Kane Casablanca, and so yeah. I just always associated it with that garbage until yeah. I saw, it and I was like, "No, this movie's great." Um, yeah, like it's fun and easy and like enjoyable, and you yeah, know, like perfectly paced. Yeah, and so this is kind of it was kind of like that, but in a different way, where it was like, "Oh, I, I don't know what's going on." <laughs> I follow. I got gotcha. so, you. Uh, check it out. It yeah, it's, it's worth watching for sure, and it was it was good, but it was weird. Um, uh, okay, uh, I finally watched the Nick Cage movie. Oh, the new one that came out? Yep. The How Nick Cage playing Nick Cage movie. Right, right. Uh, okay, I'll preface it. It was, it was it was good, but I was disappointed, and I realized it immediately. <clears throat> Here, I'll, I'll explain why. Because in my mind, going into this movie, I was like, this is a no-lose scenario. Like you can't lose with this. It's a Nick Cage of Nick Cage. It's a movie of Nick Cage playing Nick Cage. Right. If it's awful, that works. And if it's really good, it's like, oh well, then that works. What I didn't count on in the middle is the whole appeal to Nick Cage movies. I mean, th- there's some that are legitimately just really good. Right. But the appeal to the you know the stereotype of Nick Cage was the whole point of this movie. Yeah. The whole point is the lack of knowledge 
with whether it's genuine or not. Yeah. Like that's the whole point is you're sitting there and you're like, this is the worst performance I've ever seen, (laughs) but I don't know if it's on purpose. Right. That's the appeal of Nick Cage. Yeah. Wicker man. Ghost Rider. This movie doesn't have that because you know, it's all tongue tongue in cheek. Ah, I see. So it loses what makes a great bad Nick Cage movie. Hmm. To be perfectly honest, Pedro Pascal is better in this movie. I can see that. He's great. It's too bad the dude's a douchebag. Um, I know. He's a good actor. He's great in this movie. Like, he is like, he out, he's outdoing Nick Cage in this movie for sure. Oh, wow. Um, But again, he can do that because he's actually like, playing a character, character yeah which nick cage is too obviously but like i it, it it's too self-aware that's the problem the great part about nick cage movies is none of them are self-aware yeah you're right at least not intentionally and and this movie clearly is that's the whole point so yeah. once you know that it loses something it was still pretty good and it was still I'd say it was worth watching and it was fun and I had fun watching it but it didn't have that charm what, what you thought you were you know at least for me what I thought was going to be the appeal of it wasn't there right it was like the irony of the the very thing yes. it's marketed for it cannot have exactly exactly I gotcha. and I didn't realize that till I watched it also What's her name? Tiffany Haddish is the worst oh, person God. I've ever seen in the world on screen. Yeah, we need to we need to be done with her. It uh that needs to happen. I've never like she ruined any time she was in any. It's like what is who cast this person? This is like the worst actor of all time. Yeah, if if we could put her and Melissa McCarthy on an asteroid and just get them away from us. No, no, no. She makes Melissa McCarthy look good. I mean, they're both two women. All I hear about is how funny they are, but mm. I've never once laughed at anything they've done. No, and she's a horrible actor. Oh, yeah, she's terrible. Oh, so she's terrible. Hey, Anytime girl, she's in the Tiffany Haddish here. And people are like, oh, I love it when she dances. It's like, oh. Yeah, no, Tiffany Haddish about ruins the movie. Um, Neil Patrick Harris is great as uh, oh, as Nick Cage's agent. That's a That's great true. role. Um, But anyway, so it's worth watching. And I'd say I'd say it was pretty good. I gave it three and a half stars, but it wasn't what I was hoping for. So it was still right, a right. little disappointing. Yeah. All right, and uh, let's finish it off. Um, I just watched this the other day because it just came out. I watched The Gray Man. Oh no. And oh, this no. is what I want to talk about. Going back to Marvel movies, Ian. There. Okay, I see. I see. Hit me. How? Did the Russo brothers make the best episodes of Community and some of the best Marvel movies and everything else is dog shit? I've, I've These are the worst the writers question. and directors I've ever seen and somehow they've made some of the best material. It, it really, it's like ever since Endgame, they have not made anything good. That, that cherry Even during movie, their Marvel movies, the movies they made were terrible. That's true. But that cherry movie they made with Tom Holland is one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen. The 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 Chadwick Boseman movie was terrible. Oh, oh God, you're right. Oh, 
I don't oh, know if they oh. technically directed it, but they at least no, they were involved. It. it was at least their team. Like, they were involved or whatever. No, yeah. Even, it's like the, the, the only thing they – this and Cherry are the only things they've directed. But even everything they've produced since has not been good. The best has been Extraction, which I didn't think yeah. was that good. Which, uh, yeah, well, well, you know, it worked for what it was, but it's not great. And no. it's just like – I don't understand, Ian. I, I want to talk about this movie. I want to talk a lot about this movie. This is one of the strangest things I've ever seen. Um, it, uh, it's it's like just typical Netflix, where again, and this is why I've been so against Netflix movies. Even go back to Spiderhead. It's like, oh, okay, they get two big names, yeah. one or two. And then everything takes place in one to two sets and nothing happens. Like, that's every Netflix movie. They take some rejected script. Right, right, right. And, you know, that they can buy cheaply. They The whole budget is to the one or two actors who are in it. Yep. There's a bunch of no-name other people. It's all the same character. It's some guy who's divorced and having kid problems. Like, it, it's everything's the same. It's like yeah. when I turned on that Jake Gyllenhaal Netflix movie, that Call movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. And I was like, I turned off after like 20 minutes. I was like, I know this whole movie. Like, I know this whole character. It's every single thing. It's They're all the same. Yep. And this one is like kind of different, but the fact that this movie's budget apparently was $200 million. Yep. Ian, I just want to, I just want to say the budget for the Batman was $200 yep. million. Mark. And it's one of the most beautiful movies of all time. The yep. Gray Man has, without without hyperbole, the worst CGI I've seen in years. Years. <sighs> they are unwatchable. They are. It's so bad. It it is. It is horrendous. Now I will say the action scenes, like the fight, the fighting scenes are pretty good. I'll give them that. That's that's done so. pretty well. Um, Ryan Gosling can Ryan Gosling can do it. Uh, um, uh, Chris Evans like they they can do that stuff. Those scenes are pretty good. The action, you know, the the close quarter action is is good. The big action is just it's it's baffling how horrible it is. Like. I, they must have just given the whole budget to the actors that are in it. Like, it has yeah. to be a case of that because there's no reason that the CGI is this horrible when the Batman had the same budget. It, it less. What? A little bit less, even. It was like oh. 180. Oh, okay. Fair. Jeez. Even worse. And it's not even like there's a ton. There's literally uh, four actors in the movie. It's, right. it's Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, Ana de Armas, and then Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. That's it. Mark, may I, may I cut in here for a second? Sure. Yeah, I, I haven't seen this movie because I I choose not to. And, and I, ever since The Keen, I have not liked a single Netflix movie I've watched. Um, Extraction but I saw is okay. I saw a trailer for it, and I was like, yeah, I know exactly what that movie is. Everything you were saying now, mm -hmm. uh, but no, like watching that 
like to me, this movie and that free guy movie are just are just like the most generic. Here's every formula for a crappy modern blockbuster movie. To be oh, fair, so- I haven't seen Free Guy, but I have heard people that have liked, like actually liked it. Mark, don't take this the wrong way, wrong way, but they're all idiots. Anyone okay, who's saying enough. that is an idiot and should not be breathing oxygen. Even okay. people I love, I'm like, I love you. Please come here while I choke you to death because <laughs> you're, just, you're so wrong. Because it's, it's everything you're saying, Mark. It's $200 million, which for Netflix is like five seasons of Mindhunter they could have done instead of this movie. <laughs> Like, I looked at it, the, the, the amount of money it's made, it's like $200,000 when all things are said and done. Because it's Netflix! Yeah. It's like, what, what were you hoping? What, just everyone would just go into the streets? Do you have Netflix? No, I've never heard of that before. What is it? Oh! You have to get it. Even if you don't watch anything on it, you have to watch it for the gray man. <laughs> this movie is that good. Ian, like, you... they've already greenlit a sequel. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have. Oh, what are you... Is this a, is this just the biggest Ponzi scheme? Because every article is all about how Netflix is hemorrhaging viewers. Yeah. They're having to cut the budgets of everything. Every show is like getting canned, and like we're just losing money. We don't know what to do. But give two hundred million dollars to the Gray Man. It's so it's so bad. It's not even the CGI. It's the script. The everything. dialogue is like laughable. Flat. Horrible. The the editing. It's like do you do the whole intro and then there's a whole thing with Billy Bob Thornton is the the father figure to uh, uh, Ryan Gosling and whatever and he recruited him. Fine, that's fine. And then he's got a nephew or a niece who he takes care of. All that's fine. And then all of a sudden, when you find out the niece has been kidnapped, it like smash cuts and it's like two years ago. And you have a whole scene where Ryan Gosling goes to babysit the niece and, like, saves her life, takes her to the hospital because she has a heart condition, and then an assassin comes and he kills them. And then it goes back, and you're like, see, because they have history. You're like, do you know how much more interesting you could have done that? Do you understand how much better you could have done that? You could have added, like, intriguing. We could have not known they had history until then later. You could have a little thing hinting have you ever seen a movie before? <laughs> I yeah, I don't I know. I couldn't what... believe it was happening. I was like, because it happens like two times in like the span of like ten minutes. Because the movie starts and you have Ryan Gosling in prison and Billy Bob Thornton comes to introduce him, or maybe it was someone else I don't remember, and to like recruit him to the thing, and then it's smash cut and it's like sixteen years later or eighteen years later, and he looks exactly the same. Uh he's been doing it for years and then and then like within 10 minutes it's like two years later let's look at this flash you're like who made this who edited this piece of garbage the committee <sighs> i was so frustrated i was so frustrated with this movie not that i expected it to be necessarily good but I like i didn't expect like this level of like i expected like netflix schlock cheap you know maybe bad seat like i expected that I didn't expect this level of incompetence. Most of Netflix movies are at least like, as far as like the way they're technically made are usually at least like competent. Yeah. Like at least someone has known how to make a terrible movie. Yeah. Whoever was in charge didn't even know how to make a bad movie. It was like, 
And then when I found out it was two hundred million dollars, I lost my shit. I was like, as anyone should. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. The Batman, the Batman was made for that much money, and it looks like a masterpiece. It doesn't make any sense. I I don't get it, and and that just further makes confuses me about the Russo brothers. Where I'm like, did y'all just coast off like the writers, or what's going on? No, because this is the same writing team. It's McFeely like, and whatever. What? It's the same writers who wrote Infinity War. Because I thought, like, okay, it's McFeely and what's his name? Were they just the, the brains no! of No! And this is like a Goodwill hunting. Matt Damon did everything and Ben Affleck just got high and drunk the whole time. It was like, I helped write it. No, it's not. Because it's the same writing crew from Infinity War. And what the... F- it, it, it's, 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 it's weird, man. It is. Ugh. So weird, but um, oh man, um, yeah, okay. There, there was something else that I wanted to say about about this. Oh yeah, the ending. Uh, spoilers. If anyone cares about the ending of the Gray Man, not even oh, that's much of a spoiler. Me. Um, now when they greenlit a sequel, apparently. So there's a big thing where Chris, also Chris Evans, is like this is like a Chris Hemsworth type in that other in spider head where you're like although the difference is it's not necessarily that he couldn't play this character it's just that the character is horrible um like not interesting so over the top cringe it's it's not it's not good i i don't blame that on chris evans necessarily it's just a badly written character but um so him and ryan gosling are fighting at the end in the big climax whatever and then, uh, so, you know, and Chris Evan, at some point, Chris Evans has a knife, so he's just going to town on Ryan Gosling, who doesn't have a weapon, so he's struggling, ends up surviving, getting him, getting him in a chokehold, he's gonna either break his neck or choke him out, and then the girl agent, who's been, like, conflicted, like, who's with the CIA or whatever, who's been, like, conflicted and hasn't really wanted to be a part of, because they're the bad guys, obviously, um, which I mean is that's that's fairly accurate. But um, For sure. Uh, she like comes in and like then shoots and kills Chris Evans. And oh, then you're I like, oh, so we didn't even get the satisfaction of the main character killing the main bad guy. I hate. Thank that you, thank ending. you for this. I I appreciate that, Russos. What a great idea to end your shitty movie with not even a good ending. To be fair, they are not the only ones who do that. That happens, oh, in so many movies, and I can't stand it. Oh, man. And then on top of all of it, there were 14 minutes of credits. Oh, my God. Well, let me guess. Most of it was CGI artists? 14, uh, probably, but it's just oh. like th- thousands upon thousands of people. Enough for 14 minutes of credits worked on this. God. And nobody could do anything right and meanwhile netflix is having to lay off like three thousand staff members but i'm sure glad crooked face ryan gosling and commie ass chris evans both got big fat paychecks for this piece of shit uh, i'm like I, i'm just sitting there watching this and i was like i just want to watch the nice guys i want to watch ryan gosling good in something yeah. again oh man Anyway, I did not want to talk about that that long, but I was so baffled by this movie. 
It was just, it was, it was just, man. I at this point, I'm really like, okay, Netflix, are you trying to just fail catastrophically? Are you trying to give Blockbuster a comeback? Because what is happening? I, I I don't know. It's it's some of the most baffling things I've ever seen. Oh man, and uh, yeah. So anyway, that's all I've seen. Pretty brutal. Yeah. Not great. All right. Shall I go now? Uh, yes, please do. So I've mainly seen uh, a lot of new TV shows. I've seen uh, three new movies I'll do real quick. Uh, one of those was a movie called Boiling Point. This came out in uh, last year. It was like a little indie movie. Uh, the whole thing was like it was it's one shot. Um, okay. But normally I'm like uh, pretentious, uh, lazy, or you know, annoying because everyone creams their pants over stupid one shots even though most of them aren't because they have a million digital stitches right. but this movie actually did and it was actually like the environment and the idea for a movie calls for it it's basically this one big time chef in london has this really high-end uh restaurant and it's like right before christmas it's like the busiest night of his career he's got like this tv chef that's come in a food reviewer all this stuff is happening it's kind of like everything going down in one night it's kind of like a play almost um, well, it would have to just, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it actually works out really well, whereas, like, the one-shot works to his advantage. All the acting is great. All the filmmaking is fantastic. Uh, it's a really great movie until the end. Aww. The ending was just a cop-out. Like, like me and my sister watched it, because my sister um, has been working in the restaurant industry for years. I showed her a trailer, and she was like, wow, that looks really accurate. And as we're watching it, she was like, oh, my God, this is so accurate to how it is working at a restaurant and so we were both like hooked and then you just get to the end and like it has all these you know the, the movie is like just non-stop chaos and like ramping anxiety and so there's all these issues going on at the end you're like okay how are they gonna even try and resolve any of this and it just cops out in the worst way possible Ugh. yeah so that really soured it so i really loved it up until then great filmmaking but damn i hate a weak ending yeah, that's uh, that's super disappointing. Yeah, so I can't I can't really recommend it because it's like you're gonna watch it and be like, oh my god, this is so good, and then it's gonna suck even more when you get to the ending. But uh, anyway, you know, interesting. Uh, the other movie I saw, I finally saw uh, Outbreak from uh, oh okay. I never watched it. No, it's not that good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Contagion is good because Contagion never, you know, is when, fun. Yeah, when COVID first happened, like, Contagion in this movie, everyone was watching because they're like, oh, my God. Contagion um, is the perfect level of, like, disaster schlock. It's done well. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. This is not. This is peak Roland Emmerich. This is Wolfgang Peterson, but he was pretty much just him and Roman, Roland Emmerich were doing the same movie back and forth. Um, it's really not good. The only reason I watch it because these guys I watch on YouTube, uh, Djibouti Dubs, they did a a movie commentary of it and it was like free on uh, Amazon. So I was like, Oh, I'll watch it. So I watched it with the commentary, which made it good. But, uh, mm -hmm. the movie was not good. It's like all the schlock. Uh, uh, I mean, it's classic. The two main characters, um, Dennis, Dustin Hoffman and Rene Russo, of course, are divorced or about to be divorced, but they work together and then they have to work together in the film. And then guess what? It rekindles their love for each other. And, they end up back together at the end of the movie. It's just predictable as all hell. It's it's 90 schlock. Um, Morgan Freeman's in it, of course. It's all the hallmarks. So 
It's not good. But if you're going to watch it, watch it with a uh, Jabuti Dubs commentary. You'll make it good. Okay. Fair enough. Good to know. And then the only other movie I watched uh, is a movie I've been meaning to watch because my parents, I remember my parents had the DVD of it. Um, and I was always, always fascinated. It's called The Mission from 1986 with Robert De Niro. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's like, uh, it was always like right there with like Gladiator and Braveheart, like in terms of those movies. It's a historical epic. Uh, I think it takes place in the 18th century in uh, South America. Uh, Jeremy Irons is a um, Je- uh, Jesuit missionary who goes and is uh, building a mission in, um, you know, the rainforest in the Amazon. Robert De Niro is like a slave trader who kind of like uh, he kills his brother and he like you know is seeking penance and all that stuff or penitence uh, penitence i'm retarded you mean repentance and, uh, sure um and so he's seeking redemption and then he hooks up with jeremy irons and kind of goes to the mission and like discovers a whole new life with the natives and um but meanwhile like spain and portugal are trying to take over the land and claim south america which means they would you know and all they're doing is taking all the natives and selling them into slavery, even though it's been outlawed. Mm -hmm. Um, Really good movie, like great classic filmmaking. They filmed it in the Amazon, not a hint of CGI or anything, just beautiful shots. It's very much kind of like a a Mel Gibson movie, like Apocalypto, where it's like they used actual South Americans and Mm -hmm. tribesmen, but kind of like boiling point. My God, the ending. It's one of the most, (laughs) but like not a, not a crappy, like, cop-out ending uh, this is i think based on a true story about the mission uh, i forget the name of the mission but i think it was real um so the ending was like you know had to be historical by god what are the saddest endings i've ever seen wow. to the point where i'm like i'm confused my mom and dad love this movie because like i cannot imagine my mom ever rewatching it. it is so sad the ending like i mean literally everybody dies like not even you know okay. like a a glorious kind of like, okay, you know, they, they go out, you know, with a bane It's like, no, it just, it's, I mean, I'm sure very historically accurate, but like brutally historically accurate. We're like, damn, like maybe a little bit of artistic license would have been nice, but um, yeah. So it's weird. Like I want to love the movie because the filmmaking is great. This is back when Robert De Niro was a badass, which I missed mm-hmm. so much because he was so good back in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy kind of, Irons. Kind of, kind of similar to Harrison Ford. Oh, for sure. Like, even, oh, just just so good back then. But even better, I think. Uh, Harrison Ford was never as good an actor as Robert De Niro, but... Well, it's fair. But, uh, no, but yeah, the ending is brutal. Just brutal. Mm. So, I don't, I don't know if I can recommend it, but still a good movie, but damn. Yeah, very baffling. Interesting. Fair enough. Fair enough. But then, and then, other than movies, I've seen a bunch of TV, which I won't spend too much time on, but I'll just recommend. I know this is going to be in vain because Mark doesn't watch any TV. I recommend to him. I watch so, some TV. I've, I've recommended 20 shows since I've known you, and I don't think you've watched any of them. I watched Mindhunter. I watched the first yeah, you watched like five one or episode. six episodes. No, 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 no. I watched like half of the first season. Uh, and then just tapped out, which I cannot It understand. was good. I just lost interest. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it makes no sense. I'd have more respect for you. Like, oh, this sucks. I couldn't even bother. It was fine. It just wasn't that it. It takes a lot for a TV show to make me watch that much of something. No kidding. Well, anyway, uh, I've watched uh, three new shows uh, since our last episode. One uh, my sister got me on to called The Bear on FX. Oh, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard of it. 
yeah, it's like it's like the big show of the summer. Everyone's loving it, talking about it. I will say it's all well earned. It's really good. Um, we were kind of we watched it right before watching Boiling Point because it's all about this young guy who comes to Chicago because uh, his yeah. brother owned a restaurant. So he I just know it because Joel McHale's in it. Oh yeah, he's he's like in one scene though. Apparently, he's like a huge <laughs> asshole. Yeah, which is perfect for him. Like, yeah, that's that's that works. Yeah, he's like you know this classic like Gordon Ramsay type because yeah, the main character was like this big Michelin star hotshot chef, but now he has to go to this crappy little hole in the wall restaurant in Chicago. But it's really good. The episodes are like only thirty minutes, so it's really well paced. I think there's only like eight episodes. All the acting was great. Uh, it's a guy from Shameless, but I never watched Shameless. Um, but uh, it's it, it kind of reminds me of like a Safdie Brothers film in terms of the filmmaking and editing, but I actually like it. Oh, I was about to say, that's not an appeal to me at all. Exactly. But you can see why everyone else is losing their mind, but this sure. is actually like, there's actual Oh, yeah, story. again, like we've talked about it before. I'm not taking anything away from the Safdie Brothers as filmmakers. I just hate the stories that they're telling. No, and this one actually has a story and, and like there's actual character development, unlike their other films. Fair. But uh, yeah, really good show, uh, The Bear. I, rec- I recommend it. Um, apparently, it's the most accurate depiction of like restaurant life ever, which I totally believe, and my sister vouches for it. So definitely check that out. Um, the other show I watched uh, was the the Terminal List on Amazon. Yeah, I, I heard about it, and I meant to maybe watch it, and then I I always forget about Amazon because I don't know. Amazon is the worst app for browsing, so I always just yeah. forget about it. It's funny, like, they're the worst app for browsing, but unlike Netflix, they actually have good content. Yeah, I know, and every time I end up clicking up, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that they actually have stuff. stuff yeah, and uh, it's funny, because this is based on a book, but like Jack Reacher, um, it's a really good series. Like, Reacher's I was, great. Yeah, and this is even, this is like Reacher, but it's way more higher budget and way more of a serious tone. Um it's literally that movie that came out two years ago uh, with Michael B. Jordan without remorse. It's like, no, it's it's a terrible movie, but it's like beat for beat, the same story, but a million times better. Uh, Mm. Chris Pratt is fantastic. He's like, just, it's so nice having a a badass, like capable main hero. Who's a Navy seal, but like, doesn't make stupid mistakes for the story's sake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that always pisses me off. No, he is like elite. Like when him and like Taylor uh, Kitchener or whatever, um, Taylor Kitch um, is like his Navy SEAL buddy. And like when they're working together, you're like, yeah, these guys are Navy SEALs because no one stands a freaking chance against them. It's awesome. Nice. Um, and it's just a really good classic conspiracy. Like it's not groundbreaking. Like the drinker had a pretty accurate review of like, yeah, the story, like, oh, I've seen this before evil conspiracy with the government. But it's just. Everything's executed perfectly. And it's funny because critics hated it. Like of when course. I saw on Rotten Tomatoes, they had like a 30%. I'm like, I bet it's going to be good. And it was. And it was everything. <laughs> it was like strong family values. Like it opens with, um, I think him, it opens with him uh, um, uh, reciting a, a, a verse from the Bible. I'm like, oh, that's why critics hated it. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Everything I've heard really has been mostly positive. But most of the vein has been like, yeah, if this came out like 20 or 25 years ago, we'd all be like, yeah, that was fine. But nowadays it's like, oh, my gosh, finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very accurate. That's how yeah. bad everything is now. Yeah, because as someone who's read a bunch of Tom Clancy and Vince Flynn, this is like, yeah, it's 
your most like you know beat for beat story when it comes to you know military guy conspiracy has to get revenge but it's just in this day and age because there's no stupid subversion because there's no stupid sassy black partner who comes with him and is is great at everything and has to up show him mm-hmm. it's revolutionary but you're right 20 years ago i'd be like oh this is a really good um harrison ford action film pretty much mm, fair enough yeah but, i know i i it's one that i had been meaning to watch and i i keep forgetting yeah it's good if you ever find a time where you can ever you know have the attention span of more than a goldfish get, give it a try i watch movies ian <laughs> i know i know because they're shorter but they're still longer in one sitting. No, I, I hear you too. I, I like I'm I'm kind of getting over like everything being a TV show and being drawn out and all this fluff and yeah, I'm subplots. sick of it. But this movie does not. This movie is like all about the main plot, or uh, this TV show is all about the main plot. It's good. Fair. No, that's fair. It's one that I have been meaning to 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 watch. I just I just keep forgetting. But yeah, yeah it's a uh, Antoine Fuqua pretty much did it, and it's one of his better stuff. Fair enough. And then finally, the last uh, TV show that I have started watching, I'm not done because it's one of those week-to-week shows, uh, is Blackbird on Apple TV with your boy, uh, Taryn Edgerton. Oh, nice. I've never heard of it. Really good show. I remember hearing it's based on a real-life um, story and book, and I remember hearing the story on a Bill Burr's podcast like 10 years ago, and he was talking about the same thing. He's like, oh, my God, this story is amazing. This is like built for a, a TV or movie adaptation. And then I saw the trailer for it, so I was like, this looks familiar. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I've heard of this story. Hmm. Um, it's based on this criminal, Taron Egerton. He gets, you know, uh, busted for, like, fraud. He was, like, this big hotshot kind of, like, um, alpha male dude, you know, stud his whole life in high school. He's looking at 10 years in prison, but the FBI wants to cut him a deal because there's this serial killer who they believe um, is responsible for all these murders, but they can't find the bodies, and so... He's in a federal prison, and so they're like, hey, if you can go in, make friends with him, and get him to confess, we'll let you out early. And so it's him going to that prison and trying to befriend the serial killer who's played by your boy, um, what's his name, from Richard Jewell? Uh, uh, Paul oh, Walter Hauser. Paul Walter Hauser, really? Yeah, he's he's the, he's like the main, not bad guy, but like the supposed serial killer. Oh, nice. He's great. And everybody's great. And Greg Kinnear is uh, the cop who's oh, kind of. Oh, nice. It's really good. Like, I am hooked. I'm talking, like, good as, like, first season of True Detective good so far. Like, just... Man, I'm kind of pissed off. I don't have Apple TV anymore. I, I never used it the whole year that I had it for free. And, oh. uh... Well, they have nothing other than this. It's like... Well, this that's is... why. I, I never yeah. watched it. Like, I didn't They're... care. No, they have... I mean, unless you like Ted Lasso, like everybody, they have nothing. Ted Lasso was okay. I got through, like, a couple episodes. It was all right. Yeah, I watched one. I'm like, okay, I get it. It was cute, but yeah. nothing, like... I'm not going to go my way and be like, I have to watch every episode. Mm-hmm. But no, this is fantastic. I absolutely recommend it. This is getting nothing but praise. Taron Egerton, I'm so glad he he did this after like that god-awful Robin Hood movie. Well, no, he, Rocket Man came out after, and that, that that's what, that for, that's thank true. goodness okay. that movie came out. Which, yeah. again, you need to watch it. Oh, Rocket Man. I thought you talked about Robin Hood. No, like, oh, no, no, no. That was body. the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. We already <laughs> yeah, talked yeah. about that. I talked about that for like an hour on the podcast. Yeah, no, I remember. Yeah. Uh, it was the most baffling movie ever. Um, before the then the Gray Man is close, but um, uh, yeah, no. Uh, Rocket Man fortunately came out and and basically I think kind of saved his career. Yeah, and and this is 
if anything, like revived it to back like right after Kingsman when everyone's like, yeah. okay, like is he gonna be Wolverine? Who's he gonna be next? Like who's a big the role that he's gonna get? No, don't be Wolverine. That's terrible casting. But he, yeah, I, but he but he's great. I like him. Yeah, especially not with you know current MCU. Stay away from that shit. Right. <laughs> but no, Blackbird's fantastic. Highly recommend. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's it. All right. So now it's about that time. Uh, an hour and 40 minutes in to get to the actual part of the show. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew it was going to be longer. I didn't realize it was going to be like No Way Home episode longer. Um, I know. <laughs> uh, which, man, more and more so. I'm like, you know what? No Way Home is like competent. <laughs> The more these Disney Plus shows and stuff come out, it's like, oh, well, you know, it's like it's uh, shitty and they shit on a bunch of characters that I like. But, like, you know, it's like a competent movie, kind of. <laughs> I think you secretly <laughs> like that movie and aren't telling me. No, no, that's definitely not true. Better not. Um, You're going they, soft on me, Cochran? No, <laughs> no, definitely not. The opposite. Again, I don't even watch the trailers for this crap like you do. Yeah, especially also hearing, too, that they had footage of Tobey Maguire and Willem Dafoe fighting, and they didn't use... What? Yeah, you didn't hear that? No! <laughs> yeah, they, what? They, filmed, they filmed a whole fight sequence between them, and they're like, nah, this is really about Tom Holland and Willem Dafoe fighting. <laughs> that's the worst movie that's ever been made in the history of the world. There you go. We're back. <laughs> No, like, you're not kidding. Like, th that actually happened? I'm not kidding. They have behind-the-scenes footage and everything. Like, oh, yeah, we just... We didn't think it fit right. <sighs> just when you think... Couldn't do anything dumber... You go out and do this. <laughs> and do get dumber. <laughs> it's like the Godfather 3. Huh? It's like the Godfather 3. Oh, man. That's, uh, that that makes me angry. Now I'm in but, a bad mood. See, Mark, what you don't understand is that, like Zack Snyder's Justice League, No Way Home was a movie for the fans. Good Lord, you're right. If I have to hear one more you're stupid... Right. You're, no, you're right, Ian. It was for the fans, and we should be appreciative of them making a movie without the politics, just bringing back the characters that we know and love, and just doing them complete justice. You know, Dr. Octopus really was a moron, wasn't he? <laughs> bringing back the characters we know and love and doing absolutely nothing with them. William Defoe's Green Goblin is the only character that's like an actual character in this mo in that movie. Yeah. Speaking of which, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the story we could have talked about, but not really because there's not a whole lot to it, especially for us since we're not surprised. But apparently that whole campaign about the, you know, release of Snyder Cut and getting, you know, the fact that it won the Oscar clap-worthy moments. Oh, shocking. They found out that pretty much all of the accounts that were championing it were mostly bots. Yeah, well, yeah, no duh. And apparently all of them, a lot of them trace back to Shocking, uh, Snyder himself. To be honest, man, I respect the hell out of that. 
I mean, you got to respect that. That's a lot of effort. That is a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of years. And it worked. Dude, that almost makes me a more respect for Zack Snyder and his stupidity. Like, that's pretty smart. I would have millions of dollars out of nothing from making bots and complaining. Like, that's a that's pretty impressive. I would have respect if that was done by a 12 year old with autism. But when it's done by Zack Snyder. (laughs) <laughs> God damn it. He is a 12 year old with thoughts. Have you heard the man uh, speak? I uh, I set you up for that one. Uh, that was just a perfect comeback. I have nothing. I, I'm not going to lie. That that actually gives me more respect for the whole movement than if it was like actual retards. That's pretty yeah. impressive because it worked. Hey, I'll give it, him credit, man. It, it worked. worked. It worked. Good gosh. Wow. Anyway. Oh man, I'll go. I'll send him a hate message on Vibo or whatever the hell the name of the thing is that he's on. Oh, oh yeah, what the hell? The weird. It's like yeah. Vibo or something like that. Yeah, something. It doesn't matter. Um. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> enough of that. Real, real episode time. We got Batman the Animated Series to talk about, or if you want to be official about it, the new Batman Adventures to talk about. Three episodes, double talk. You scratch my back, and uh, never, fear. never fear. So those are the three we're talking about today. We haven't talked about Batman in quite a while as far Feels as uh, like episodes it. of this. It's been several months, so it'll be nice to talk about. So we'll start with Double Talk. And uh, this is a ventriloquist episode, the first ventriloquist episode of the new Batman Adventures with uh, Arnold Wesker. And pretty good story about uh, you know the, ventrilo- uh, the ventriloquist has been released from Arkham. He's deemed a healthy, you know, healthy. He's been freed of his uh split personality disorder and uh you know he's going back into the real world and this is one of the better examples of like the revolving door of arkham type thing where this is actually a person who's not really a villain yeah it's not violent (laughs) but actually some you know is suffering from an actual you know the split personality whole thing with the scarface um element and uh you know which is something curable yeah. So, like that—that's—that's that's already interesting, and I think well done. But even even so, it starts off with him being haunted by dreams of Scarface right from the beginning. And but again, the character—it's—they it, do such a great job of making this character not a villain. Like, yeah. Like he even at the time, um, uh, like is quite. It's not like oh. I'm still struggling with this, but I don't want to tell anyone so I can get out. Like, he's immediately, like, telling this to the nurse and things like that. Like, he's concerned about it. Yeah, he's being, like, fully transparent. Like, no ulterior motive, like, nothing. Truly, like, you genuinely believe this poor guy is just trying to put it all past him. Yeah, which is a great touch. And, uh... Oh, yeah. And then, you know, he gets out. He runs into his old gang. They're talking, they want him back because, you know, Scarface is the brains of the whole thing. <laughs> and, you know, he doesn't want anything to do with it. You have the whole halfway house set up, which is, and then he has a job at Wayne Enterprises, which is another great Batman element that just is lost too much nowadays. Oh, yeah. Um, where, like, Batman actually cares about helping people. Yeah, Batman's like, he's checking on him, like, one, to make sure that, you know, it's not like classic Riddler or Penguin being like, right. oh, no, I'm cured, I'm rehabilitated. But also, yeah, because 
like you said, he's a victim as much as you know the people that were affected by Scarface. So Batman's just kind of making sure, hey, if I can get him back on his feet, that's a upstanding citizen contributing to society rather than creating this alter ego that is now a, a menace. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I love that touch. Yeah. And uh, but then. He slowly starts to be haunted by Scarface. Hears the voice, sees the sees the dummy move around, and and slowly kind of falls, and then ends up falling back into that. And Scarface comes back, and uh, and I love how it's. This is one of those great episodes. It doesn't overcomplicate anything. Yeah. It doesn't try and be clever and do this. It's like no, it's his old gang. Once him yeah. back. And they hire it. a midget. <laughs> right. To, to impersonate Scarface and do do the impression of the voice and and to run around looking like him to drive him, you know, back insane and bring Scarface back. It's not some other thing or oh we think it's the people, but it's actually no 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 it's them. Yeah. Like we, it makes sense and it's not overthought and it's yeah, we, well like, done. They're not like poisoning his you know food and water to make him hallucinate and think yeah. that. Scarface is alive. It's like, no, we're literally just trying to trick him because we need Scarface back to steal a bunch of bear bonds from Lucius Fox. Yep. Yeah, that's and that that's pretty much it. It's pretty straightforward. It's just a character story of this, of the ventriloquist. Yeah, it's a really good episode, especially you would think, you know, oh, ventriloquist is kind of a, a weak character to kind of make most of the episode about because it's more about him than Batman for sure. But it works. Yeah. No, 100%. And then, you know, it ends with him basically being able to shake off Scarface. He ends up killing him, which is pretty yeah, violent. Blows him away. Like, it's pretty violent. He literally blows him away with a machine gun. Then he gets, you know, shredded uh, by a blinded, fan. Yeah. And you're like, geez, they can get away not. with a lot when it's, a you know, not a real person. They're taking advantage well, dude, of that. Dude, that's going to be a theme for the rest of these episodes. These are some mature episodes, especially yeah, for the episode no, you're not wrong. Um but uh but yeah, that's uh yeah, that's that's um pretty it's pretty violent to be honest all, all, for for this type of show that whole ending, but it's a great moment. It's it's a great moment. It's a great character. It's a great just simple character episode oh, with yeah. kind of a, a you know, second tier, third tier character, but just done really well, really well written and concise and it flows the pacing's really well it's never slow and it i i I like this episode a lot i do too and it definitely feels like you could tell a lot of writers you know and it's kind of funny that you know we were talking about grant earlier uh and now obviously we're talking about dini and stuff but you can tell so many writers are intimidated by characters like scarface and especially mad hatter because like oh Mm -hmm. you know that character's just too absurd and outlandish. I can never make him like serious. And yet here's a really grounded and serious story revolving that character. Mm-hmm. Like there's no excuse. Yeah. No one. No, a hundred percent. Any character for the most part can be done well with a good writer. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, so that's, that's, uh, that's really good to see. And like you mentioned, Alan Grant, I mean, he's the creator of Scarface and the ventriloquist. He created him in his first ever detective comics issue. It was uh, Detective Comics number 583 in 1988, and that was the first ever appearance of the ventriloquist and Scarface. He's been a, now he's a staple of the rogues gallery. It's awesome. Also, also uh, the uh, uh, rhino henchman character as well. Oh, okay. Was also part of that. So, um, 
yeah no really really well done and again ties into what we what we talked about so it's the beginning of that alan grant run in, de- in detective comics and and uh the the creation of the character so pretty cool that we then have an episode with the ventriloquist to talk about um yeah it worked out little bit of trivia apparently during one of the dream sequences with the ventriloquist walk through the park you can see lois lane and clark kent in the background like oh, sitting really? in the park so that's, that's pretty cool. funny yeah and also uh the voice actors for that uh that midget character and then also the like landlady character are actual like dwarves like in real life like little people voiced, mark yeah they're voiced by actual little people so oh, nice that's pretty cool yeah peter and... dinklage would not be happy with that huh peter dinklage would not be happy with that <laughs> no of course not hey, idiot um but yeah so that's just a couple things there but yeah just again there's not a ton to talk about it's just a well done episode it's a good character episode yeah i, I totally forgot about this one but yeah it's it's like i definitely think if anyone's like oh a talking puppet as a batman villain please it's like no just show them this episode it works it works. it's also like this is a perfect counter for all those people who are like oh batman all he does is punch and beat up mentally ill people instead of helping them it's like no well, watch watch this mm-hmm. although the the memes going around instagram right now are pretty hysterical uh there there's been a uh and i'm gonna see if i can pull up couple of these because i think you'll appreciate this there, there's been a trend going on where it's like would you move to gotham if rent was 300 bucks like for <laughs> a three bedroom <laughs> and then it will be like <laughs> there's like different memes where it's like me when i share my netflix password and see the bat signal in the sky it's like the picture of william defoe like looking terrified like it's just it's it's very funny I've seen those. That's good. It's really funny. Or it's like a, it's like a guy just staring at another guy really intimidatingly, and it's like Batman after I call him Bruce by accident. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, Atlanta is, might as well be Gotham at this point. It's gotten so bad. It's a picture of uh, someone like videoing with their phone. It's like me watching Batman beat the shit out of someone for jaywalking. <laughs> it, it's pre- it's pretty great. I do enjoy that. But but oh. yes, as you're saying. It, yeah, so it's nice to see stuff like this where it's like, no, Batman, the character is supposed to help people. He's still a hero. Yeah, like Batman is going to treat, you know, Wesker different than he treats the Joker, obviously. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, again, I think people are starting to confuse Batman and the Shadow even more so, even unintentionally. Oh, for sure. Which is kind of funny. But um, anyway, um, so, yes, that's – uh. That's uh, Double Talk, and it aired November 22nd, 1997, uh, so I was three, and yeah. it uh, has an 8.1 on IMDb, so pretty high rating, pretty high rated episode, which is fair. Yeah, it's a good one I kind of forgot about. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on now to uh, You Scratch My Back. That's the second episode we watched. This is a Catwoman episode, the first Catwoman in episode, I believe, in the new Batman uh, the, Adventures. Yeah, in the new Batman, yeah. And, um... It's it's a very Nightwing heavy episode. It's a Catwoman and Nightwing kind of partner episode, which is an interesting combination. Um, and uh, we well, let's just start off with just okay. We it's been a while since we've talked about this, so just this show. It's been a while, and I think the last time was our first first episodes with the new Batman Adventures. 
And obviously, they redesigned most of the characters. Yes. Um, not quite all of them. Some of them more so than others. Right. But obviously, the Joker's the worst redesign by far. That That's just a horrible redesign. We'll get to that next time um, when you talk about Joker's Millions, which is a phenomenal episode. But oh, um, yeah. Catwoman's one of the worst character designs as well. I mean, I don't know what they were thinking. I would this say second worst. Just a horrible, horrible look. I mean, in every way, it's a downgrade from the original version in the Ambient series, which is my favorite Catwoman version. I agree. Because, uh, like, everything's bad. Her Catwoman and her Selena Kyle. She, like, yep. the Selena Kyle Catwoman in the Ambient series was, like, tall and leggy and blonde yep. and, like, great. And this one is, like, short and deathly pale, but she's got no, the costume. No, she's not. Only when she has the Catwoman thing oh, right, on, right. her face yeah. is white. Yeah, oh, it's just hideous. But there's, there's not like even less detail than there was in the animated series, and that mm-hmm. and that suit was very you know st- streamlined and, and basic. But this one is just oh, I cannot. What's no, with I the like this. mouth hole shape? Yeah. It, it it it's very lazy looking. It's terrible. It, it it's a downgrade in every way. It's kind of funny between this and the next episode. You have like two drastically different reanimation or redesigns in terms of like effectiveness because like mm-hmm. the scarecrow redesign is awesome, yeah, terrifying, and this one is just oh I hate it. I I I agree. I 100% agree. And um, oh gosh, yeah, it, it's, it's it's just really all black, and then just her mouth and her eyes. It's like the there's nothing. There's no like belt or anything it's just cross oh, off the whole shape of her head makes no yeah. sense with the ears the way they stick out yeah she's like five feet tall it's terrible it's it's bad it's That's really good. bad um so yeah no it's 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 just it's a shame it's it's a terrible character design but uh character wise the character's fine yeah still the same um it's still the same character and even, I, even a little bit better i would say like be more of kind of the classic villain type role because yeah. like in the Ambient series after a while she was just a psychic pretty much a Batman. True. But in this one she's a little bit more antagonistic, you know. Yeah, she is, and I do I appreciate that. Catwoman is too much treated as a not a villain, um, which well, is annoying. Is and yeah. Um, yeah, so I agree. I I like the whole twist, not even a twist, but I like the whole thing where it just seems like this terrible. Like, is Nightwing retarded? Like, the whole time you're, like, watching this, you're like, what is this? This is, like, this is dumb. Yeah, he's, like, acting like Anakin and attacking Yeah, the why is he working with Catwoman and, like... It's all Obi-Wan's fault. Being all crappy and little, little pouty, yeah. whiny with Batman. You're like, what is going on? Like, this is terrible. And then at oh. the end, he was playing her the whole time when she thought she was playing him. That's a great yeah, moment. Was great. I was like, okay, yeah, okay, good. That was yeah, nice. I, I, I like that. I love that. Yeah, so so it, it redeems itself. Um, no, it's a good episode. As much but it's as fine. Were... It's it's yeah. not it's not great. It's kind of stupid. I I hate that bullets go through water. Oh yeah, I mean, but that's in everything. <laughs> I was watching Ghost Protocol last night, and oh yeah, I that might be my favorite Mission Impossible movie. And oh, it's easily the best one. I'm sitting there, and I, it's either that or Fallout. Fallout was great. Fallout's good too. But I'm watching there, and then they're just getting shot at. 
through the yeah. water and you're like, I don't care if you have a rifle. It's not going through the water. But Mark, Mark, literally, like John Wick 3 was the first movie, I think, in Hollywood mm-hmm. to finally show what happens to bullets underwater. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, literally, I mean, every Saving Private Ryan, amazing yep. movie. I mean, it's, it's every movie does it. It's so frustrating. Um, it, and also that bullets don't go through wood is always frustrating, too. But, um, yeah. hey, but it's fine. I don't love yeah. this episode. It is what it is. I like the I, whole thing where they're playing Catwoman the whole time. Um, yeah, and it's obviously it's cool to see Nightwing too. God, I remember yeah. as a kid, Nightwing, especially this Nightwing, was just the coolest. I don't care what anybody says. This is by far the best look of Nightwing ever. I mean, the mullet, you love it or you hate the it. The mullet is awesome. I don't care what anybody says. It's oh, the awesome. Works. And it works. <laughs> and I, I want just, my I think, Nightwing with a mullet, period. I just I think of uh, Ocean's 13 whenever we say that. It's like, oh, the nose plays. Oh, the nose does play. <laughs> And then at the end, huh, the nose played. <laughs> That's how I feel about the mole. It works. I agree. It works. But no, I just it's a cool team up between uh, 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 Nightwing and, and Catwoman. Because, yeah, the rest of the episode is pretty, you know, par for the course. Yeah. Volcanic villain and all. The best, but, uh, the best moment of the episode for me is when they all get found out uh, at the end with the big, re- you know, when they've, they've been playing the Catwoman and, and the, the, they, you know, the, whatever the Emerald and then all the, all the bad guys show up and they kind of start fighting them all. And then the hook hand guy comes up and Catwoman takes off and Nightwing just looks bad when he goes like, well, it's all yours. And he takes yeah. off to go after Catwoman. And he's like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah, he did that early in the episode too, where they're like, you know, helping him. He's like, stop helping me. Yep. And then the one henchman gets away and you know, Batman's just laying up against the box. Yep. Like, all yours. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's great. Great moment. Oh Good yeah. Good moment. Uh, so yeah, it's fine. It's, it's a solid episode. It's not, yeah. it's not one of the best episodes, but it's a solid episode. No, I, I honestly, I feel like it would be even better if, if Catwoman was a, the Catwoman from the previous iteration, but I what agree. can you do? I agree. I don't know why they, I don't, I don't, some of the character designs were good. I, I like pretty much other than Joker and Catwoman. I, I think I can live with pretty much most of them. Yeah, most were fine, at least. The Riddler one's bad, but he's never oh, in an episode yeah. by himself, so it doesn't really sure. matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why oh, like, these few like, are um, so bad. Even though I'm fine with Batman's redesign, I do miss the old Bruce Wayne design. See, I disagree. I, I think this Bruce Wayne is way better. He looks a lot younger. Yeah, but I just I think it's way better of a look. I like it better. It, it, it's it's more of like what I imagine Bruce to look like, but I just I love the classic like, I don't know that just that Bruce what, thing with the hair. Is, and... What is the brown and yellow suit? What what is what is that? Thank what you. Is it? That's, it's it's mustard and it's, it's honey mustard. It's great. <laughs> Bruce Wayne ain't wearing that. I don't care what year it is. Dude, if a movie actually did that, you know how much respect I would have. <laughs> oh, I'd love it. It'd be amazing. Oh, it'd be awesome. <laughs> but it's still stupid. <laughs> But it'd be awesome, especially if they didn't do Marvel, like, everyone like, oh, what are you wearing, Bruce? Like, if oh, they sure, sure. Said, they said nothing. They just let it happen. It's like, yes, there's the mustard. <laughs> I, 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 Look, I'm with you. I, I'm all for that. But uh, I, Dude, I like the Pattinson, redesign. And uh, I we'll, think if Robert Pattinson did that, it would it would automatically make him the GOAT. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would kind of love it. You're, you're, I mean, I'm with you. I'm not. You're not wrong. Let's make it happen. Um. Man, yeah, speaking of the Bruce 
redesign. We'll talk about that more in the next episode. Um, oh yeah, I have a couple of things, but um, anyway, yeah. So solid, solid episode. I'm trying to see. Let's see. Um, all right. So technically, this is the debut of Nightwing. Yeah, I guess so. Because yeah. he shows up at the very end of Sins of the Father, but he's just as Dick Grayson. So this is right. the first Nightwing. And we get to see, like, his whole, uh, the apartment, like, the, the, yeah, the penthouse he lives in. Yeah. And, like, his his uh, motorcycle thing that leads out in the street. Like, it's, it's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, you can definitely tell, like, why he's such an icon with, like, young boys. Because, like, oh, yeah. he's living on his own. He's, he's got his own pad, his own suit. He can fly. Like, oh, man, he was just the coolest dude ever. I agree. I'm 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 100% with you. I think it's fantastic, and I like that we get to see all of that. Um, let's see. So, yeah, there's there's not really any trivia or anything much. I guess other than the fact that you get to see blood in this episode. Uh, when? Huh? Uh, when the the hook guy cuts Batman. Oh yeah, yeah. You you definitely see blood in the next one. I, I'm. I missed it with this one though. Oh yeah, yeah. fair enough. So um Yeah, and also Hook uh Hook Guy gets his hook ripped off, even though you know he's already missing an arm. Right. It's still kinda of violent. Yeah, it's pretty violent. Um so yeah, it's a pretty solid. Solid episode. Um Yeah, I enjoyed it. it. Has a it uh let's see, it aired actually before the previous one. It aired on November fifteenth, nineteen ninety seven. And yeah. it has a seven point six on IMDB. So Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, which is about right. Um, all right, moving on to our third and final episode, Never Fear. And this is one where we are introduced to the Scarecrow, Scarecrow, the new Scarecrow. And, uh, this is a weird episode. Um, it is. It's like equally good and bad. Um, so it's a great start with just the crazed guy just swinging across the sky Tarzaning. <laughs> and just crashing and stuff, almost dying, and Batman has to save him multiple times. Yeah, um, I love the one, uh, the mother is like, look, it's Batman, and yeah. he, like, he crashes at the light, she's like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great moment. Uh, and so Batman's kind of like, oh, well, we got another wacko, doesn't think anything of it. And then, but then later finds out he has acrophobia. It's like, well, that's odd. And then we get he runs into another guy who actually at Wayne Enterprises, a random worker comes in and blows up Counting. at Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And then quits and kisses the secretary with sexual yeah. harassment. And I was uh, gonna say that would not play today. No. And yeah, so that that happens. Um and he kinda starts realizing there's something going on, and then we see that there's someone making a fear toxin, which is, you know, we, we, we don't know who it is because well, there's he, a reveal he, later. Yeah, he finds... It's definitely um, not Scarecrow. Yeah, no, he finds in the accountant's wallet like some uh, a seminar for like Never Fear and Bruce goes... Oh, that's what it is, yeah. And he yeah, shows he goes, up and Bruce Wayne shows up in Bruce Wayne outfit but with a fake mustache. And that oh, yeah. makes everyone not recognize that he's Bruce freaking Wayne. I know, it's hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's one of the stupidest things I've ever seen this show do. 
Yeah, I mean, he's literally got like a pencil drawn on mustache. It's so bad. And the other things, he dresses up like he. Yeah. Like he's another character, episode. and this one, yeah. there's like nah, mustache. <laughs> and not even like you know his dad's full mustache. Like not Tom even a real Selleck. one. No. <laughs> like the smallest little. Th- oh, it's Count it's, of Monte Cristo mustache. Yeah. It's it's very stupid. Um. They they just gets knocked out by a Scarecrow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, that whole thing is, is real bad. And, um, then he gets fear toxined and, or a non-fear toxined and then jumps into an alligator pit and, uh, freaking kills two alligators with his bare hands. Yeah! Uh, PETA would not be on board with this episode. Jeez, man, what a badass. I mean, like, I mean, badass for sure, but I mean... <laughs> Like, talk about just up in the ante from the animated series where it's like the main hero just kills two animals and there's blood in the water. Yeah. But, I mean, killing them with their bare hands doesn't get any more badass than that. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Um, yeah, I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Um, so, uh, yeah, anyway, then we find out that Scarecrow's plan is to, I guess, gas the whole city. And hold them ransom because if you no one has any fear, then they're just all crazed. It's it's basically Kingsman. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, well, although, except when it turns into speed at the end. What? It turns into speed. Oh right, <laughs> right. It's like full well, load. well, before that, so Batman's been fear to- or non-fear toxined, and he, of course, being Batman, he's like, nah, I'm fine. But clearly he's not, and Robin is, like, about to get killed, going crazy. Yeah, he's, like, flying, flying like a madman in the the, uh, the wing, and, like, <laughs> poor yeah. Robin's like, what? And it's, it's a great moment where Robin's just like, uh, did you get any of that gas? And <laughs> yeah, he's just yeah. like, yeah, but I can handle it. And Robin's just like, okay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a great scene. And, uh... So that's that's pretty funny. And so the whole time Batman's getting more and more intense and then he finds one of the bad guys and is interrogating him and then uh throws him out the window and is going to just let him die. But gets yeah. the gets the uh information and then just leaves him there and Robin has to go save him. And that's when Robin is like, "Okay, no, something's really wrong." <laughs> and they make a great point where he's like, "Yeah, you're not even afraid to kill." Yep. And uh, Robin then ties him up, and Batman pulls a oh, shoot. I'm blanking. Reverse on. psychology or whatever. I, I guess he pulls the just any insane character moment, uh, where he's like, "Oh yeah, you know what? You're right." And I'm, I'm fine. You're I'm time fine. Now. You know, I'm sorry. You were right to do this. And Robin's just like, "Uh, uh, no, I don't believe you." <laughs> he instantly gets mad. <laughs> That's a great moment. And uh, of course it's Batman, so like he's not gonna be kept there. But um, no, of course not. Still a great moment. So Robin goes off on his own. It doesn't work well. Fortunately, Batman shows up and is able to, you know, save Robin's life from Scarecrow and his goons. But he's still crazed and is gonna kill Scarecrow. But fortunately, Robin grabs the antidotes and and gets Which he him. Which he's he's able to do by karate chopping. Okay, yeah. Let's handcuffs. talk about this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um. Robin is handcuffed to the train with no, 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 not handcuffs, bat cuffs. Yeah. So if there was ever an unbreakable handcuff, it would be the bat cuffs. Yeah. And Robin 
is able to just karate chop the chain out. Just but he says, through. ow. Oh, man. That's where they just ran it to. They're like, oh, crap. We really need to hurry this up. How do we get him out? Oh, yeah, no. Not, not, only... not, not a little pin or a lockpick like Batman does. No, no, no. He can just karate chop it. Uh, yeah, Robin they... is a freaking uh, superhero. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, they really kind of gave up with the end of this episode, especially when it just becomes speed, where Robin is handcuffed to the can rail mm-hmm. while the train is out of control. Like, come on. Yep. yep. <laughs> like, not even trying. <laughs> this was literally like, what, three years after speed? Yeah, this was like right after. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, yeah, it's pretty... It's a little like lazy, he... but it makes up for it with the moment where Batman's going to kill Scarecrow, Robin hits him with the antidote, and, uh, and then there's this great moment when the train's out of control... And he, Batman's like, all right, you're going to have to jump. We can't stop the train. It's like, I'll take care of Scarecrow. And he just looks at him. He's like, what? He goes, I mean, I'll get him off the train. <laughs> <laughs> like, Don't worry. Zack Snyder's not riding for me. Yeah, he's like, no, no, no. Look, I'm fine. The antidote worked. That That's a great moment, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, like, Robin's great in this episode, how he's dealing with Batman. This is a great Robin episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. This is one of the better Robin episodes, definitely. Um, yeah. So, that yeah, that's a, that's all a great moment. Great Robin moment. It ends up taking down Scarecrow. But, uh, boy, uh, you, we mentioned it earlier, the character redesigns. Um, I don't know if there's – there's pretty drastic ones. I don't know if there's a more drastic one than Scarecrow. Yeah, I mean, like, if they, if they hadn't said Scarecrow, and other than, like, you know, obviously the MO of using the fear toxin – you would not have thought this is Scarecrow. You just would have assumed this is some new, gnarly, like, evil dead looking type Hangman of villain. Hangman villain. Also, it's yeah, like, this yeah. doesn't even he's look like human. No, like, I don't get it. Is it still Crane? But he's still, like, his his contortion and, like, size is all weird. He's got these giant, long, skinny arms. Mm-hmm. He looks like more, like, if Solomon Grundy was, like, you know, a in midget. Auschwitz. Yeah. Like, a, like a miniature Solomon Grundy. But then, like, the face is like, is that a mask? Mm-hmm. Terrifying. I love it. Yeah, it's a great look. And the hangman's noose hanging down. It's it's yeah. not it's not subtle at all. It's, uh, no. it's you're, very... you're totally right. It could have just been a new villain called, like, the hangman. Yeah, it 100% could. Um, but it works. And I think he only appears once more, to be honest. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think Over the Edge is the only other episode Scarecrow shows up in in this but um yeah this is what this is like his like third redesign too it is yeah he's one that's been redesigned more than others that's for sure um but it's it's an interesting look but i don't i don't hate it i don't know i like it i'm on board for it i would totally be fine with a, a movie the next time he appears live action if they go more this route yeah i wouldn't mind so it's you, uh you know we do like the, the the bag so many times true yeah that's very true but um yeah so not a bad episode at all Pretty pretty good. There's a couple stupid parts, but for the most part, pretty pretty solid episode. Yeah, I especially like the part at the end when Batman's like, "No, you made the right." <laughs> He's like, "You made the right decision, leaving me tied up." Yeah, yep, <laughs> yeah. That was pretty. That was pretty great. Yeah, I do love that scene in the in the jet where Batman where Robin's like, "Are you sure you're okay?" He's like, "Are you sure you didn't get any of that gas?" He's like, "I did." Like, <laughs> I'm not even trying to hide it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh that's pretty funny. Um. All right. Let's see. I'm trying to see if there's anything interesting. Okay. So there's a lot of issues with this episode, as far as like 
this stuff doesn't make any sense, which we've already mentioned some of it. Um, one is just the whole runaway subway car. Like, oh, yeah, where are they going? <laughs> well, one, that. Two, there's like multiple fail safes with Rock subways. Yeah. Um, there's switches you can hold down. There's uh, automatic trip things that, that activate brakes um, when it gets near the end of subway lines. So. There's stuff like that. Also, apparently, um, oh yeah, Robin takes off Batman's utility belt when he ties him up, but then he just oh, yeah. has it the rest of the episode. Pocket knife, yeah. Well, no, he just has the belt on afterwards. Oh, I see what you, yeah, oh, nice. And also, after Robin karate chops the handcuffs, the handcuffs are no longer on his wrist either, so uh, he also has the ability to just vanish handcuffs, which if he had them. that ability, why did he chop it in the first place? <laughs> I, uh, to be fair though, the whole uh, the train not being able to just run off the. It, to be fair, they they kept that motif going for Batman Begins. If you think about it, it's true. You're not wrong. You, Although at least in that they like blew up the track. Well, yeah, they, they sh- but in terms of like making a train go out of control, all you gotta do is stab it with a cane sword. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That's every movie. Like all you gotta do is like just shoot one bullet. Into in this, the... it, he just pushed Scarecrow against it. That's true. Yeah, and that was, that against was all the controls. Like, it's and it's like now going to freaking like <laughs> ludicrous speed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least I... in Spider-Man, you know, Doctor Octopus ripped out the controls. That's true. But all he did was rip off the handle, though. You're right. Yeah. Well, he he ripped off the accelerator and decelerator. Okay, fair enough. But again, there's other failsafes. You know, it doesn't matter. It's a great. That's a great no. scene in the history of superhero movies. So I don't care. Um. Uh. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, yeah, that's, that's most of those things. There's a few, again, there's a few, a few of those most, but it's also a made up cartoon TV yeah, show. Yeah, again, so. same thing as where I don't rate them over the coals for the bullets flying through right. the water. Right. Um, let's see. We've already talked about the, uh, oh, this is a different voice actor too. For Scarecrow? Yeah, it's Jeffrey Combs. That's right. Yeah, it was. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't. Re- I didn't even realize that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it works. Yeah, and, you know, if you're gonna redesign a character completely, why not? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it works. Um. All right. So yeah. So he's the uh, the voice of that, and that's pretty much. I think that's it. That's pretty much all. There's really not much else about this episode, but it's a good episode. Yeah, all, all three were solid, especially you know, of course. Uh, uh, double talk, but no, they're all really good. Yeah. This episode aired on November 1st, 1997, so this aired before. So technically, the the airing order of these episodes was the opposite of yeah. what we watched them. Um, they were all together, but the other way around. Um, and this actually has a higher rating than the others. This has an 8.2 on IMDb. Really? Yeah, shocking. Yeah. Yeah. But it is a good episode. So. No, for sure. Yeah, Fair hey, enough, again, again. Good Robin episode. All uh, all solid episodes when it comes to uh, Batman the Animated Series. So, yeah, so solid solid trifecta. Yeah, would recommend. Um, all right, so yeah, that's the episodes we watched today. Next time, we got three more episodes of the new Adventures of Batman, and uh, it's um, we have some interesting episodes. Um, they're all weird. We have three weird episodes, but we have Joker's Millions, ah, which is just phenomenal. Fantastic. Just a great... It should never work, and somehow does. <laughs> no. 
It's like um, Joker fish. And then uh, Growing Pains, which is a weird Clayface episode. Yeah. And then uh, we have Love is a Croc, which is Killer Cro- Killer Croc teaming up with Baby Doll. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, it is a weird one. Yeah. So we've got some weird episodes. Uh, there's a lot of weird. Ep- looking look, looking forward, like the new Adventures of Batman have a lot of weird episodes. That's sure. It does start to be weird. You know, the weird uh, Firefly episode, the Roxy yep. Rocket episode. Oh, God. The yeah. Mean Seasons, like, model episode. We got Critters. There's some weird episodes coming up. That's true. They, they definitely kind of, like, you know, branched out when it came to the new adventures, for sure. Yeah, there's there's some strange some strange ones as we're going. But, um, yeah, that's the fun. So... Yeah, Joker's right. Millions, Growing Pains, and Love is a Croc will be the next three that we do. But uh, it'll be a first appearance of the Joker. Well, I guess technically the Joker was in Holiday Nights. Oh, yeah. Okay. The first solo Joker episode. Right, all right. Uh, yes, that's pretty much it for, for those. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review. Uh, also, you can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. You can follow me at Ian Bark Bark. And, uh, yeah, any, uh, any further thoughts here, Ian? Uh, no, keep it light, uh, or, you know, keep it serious. Uh, rest in peace to all the, to all the great talent we talked about earlier. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, we've lost a lot of people lately. Unfortunately, we're just kind of in that cycle of, uh, you know, big thing, pop culture from the seventies and eighties kind of, to be honest, really when pop culture kind of started that that's the weird thing is pop culture started for, for all intents and purposes, really. I mean, technically maybe, I guess you could say Star Trek, was kind of the start of our kind of modern pop culture nerd yeah, nerd yeah. stuff um but you know that Star Wars kind of was the real kickoff of the modern no for sure nerd nerd culture Star Trek Star Wars both both of those um as far as TV shows I'd say Star Trek and the original Batman show oh yeah uh, who were both 60 uh, when was Star Trek 68 isn't that when it I started? I believe so. Yeah. Batman 66, of course. Oh, I've also been watching uh, Twilight Zone because I oh, stole nice. my dad's Blu-rays last time I was home. And he has the whole complete series on Blu-ray because it's not on streaming anymore. And, oh, of course. Uh, God. Well, Dude. so those are pretty great. There's a lot of commentaries in in this with uh, – oh, I forgot the guy's name. There's a guy who wrote the Twilight Zone companion book several years ago like twilight zone expert so he's on a lot of these commentaries and there's some other writers like for uh for the silence episode um it's it's that guy and he's with marv wolfman doing a commentary of it which is weird i was like marv wolfman that's a comic book writer that's a batman writer (laughs) what what is he doing here um and uh there's some commentaries with some of the actors that must have been recorded i don't know with the original dvd release maybe because like a lot of these actors died in like 2003 2004 and there's like commentary tracks with them uh wow so it's pretty cool it i've enjoyed that a lot um that's great mark but i prefer the jordan peele twilight zone um i actually prefer the 1985 uh twilight zone and actually the twilight zone movie isn't bad um, oh, that's the one where the, the dude and the little kid got killed, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. A lot of stuff happened. Um, yeah, stupid John Landis. Movie's not bad, though. Ironically <laughs> enough, the Steven Spielberg one is the worst one. Um, was that a movie or a TV? Like... It was a movie, but it was like four four episodes. 
Weird. four separate episodes, but they it was it was theatrical like it was a movie. It I was the Twilight Zone movie. Those. Yeah, did you not see it? It was from like 1985. Um, oh. They did. Um, oh, I forgot. Okay, the four episodes they did: Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet. They did it's a good it's a good life. They did one other one that I think they made up, like wasn't an episode. And then there was a fourth. It was called Kick the Can, and it's with old people at, at an old folks' home, and that's the one that Steven Spielberg directed. But different directors directed each one of the four. Oh, weird. Um, isn't John Lithgow in it? I think he's the main character in Nightmare on Twenty Thousand Feet. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's great. Um, oh, yeah. He's no William guy. Shatner, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah it's not bad. Not It's not bad, like, redoing of, of some of the classic episodes. And they do it kind it, of in a more creepy... Tim Burton-y style, kind of. Not exactly, but kind of more like that, like, visual abstract. Yeah, much yeah. more so than the show. Um, That's not bad. But no, the the show is way better. Twilight Zone is one of the greatest shows ever made, and it's just, and it, it holds up more and more. It's crazy, it's crazy how like that show holds up. Oh yeah, like with the messaging and everything. Like, and again, back in the day, these were the political messaging shows. Oh yeah. This and, and you know it's the stupid argument with Star Trek where people are like Star Trek was always political. It's like oh god, I hate it's like that. yes, but not for one specific policy. Exactly, they're broad. They're like they're, they're it's a tacking. humanistic policy. It's a greater yes. good of mankind type of thing. It's yeah, they're not taking a specific like you know timeline event or news event and then just parodying it and being like oh right on the nose you know freaking um allegory right. it's like no yeah. it's, it's much more broader than and that and the twilight zone's the same way and it's crazy right. how you watch this and you're like okay clearly this was coming from a liberal mindset at the time oh, but it's now completely flipped yep. i'm watching eye of the beholder and i'm like it, it, this is like the whole mass mandate thing now but the other way around from the other party it's it's just yeah. wild. It's wild how the world works. It just it's it's crazy. But that's why the show's so good. Such a good show. This is the way it's done. This is the way you add in things like that into media. Do it this way. But um. Anyway. Uh. All right. So yeah, that does it for this episode. Thanks for sticking with us for this very long time. But this is what happens when we only do one episode every like two months. I know. Gotta, and I love how we, we talk about how we're completely disconnected from all up, you know pop culture, and yet we still manage no, to No, 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 no. We're not disconnected from pop culture. We're just anti-Marvel uh, movies and Star Wars. And just crap. Superhero crap. Lord of the Rings and, and everything else we like. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much, yeah. Just, we're like, you know, we're like rabid dogs. Like, just don't touch our food and our stuff, and we'll be fine. It's true. It's, yeah, you're, you're, very, you're very right. Very right. All right. Any final thoughts, Ian? No, we've gone on long enough. Sorry. Okay, fair enough. All right. That does it. Thanks. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back before two months. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>